Aaron Jones has a, uh, a, a comic book review channel yeah, now. Did you see that? Wait, like a YouTube now? in-person thing? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah the Facebook it's called Rant and Robin. And, uh, oh. And who's his Batman on this show? Could it be Jesus? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I wonder if he's, like, you're right. Like, he's probably Robin because God is Batman. Well, that's, in his, no, that's a bummer. In his universe. And miracles are, like, a part of his utility belt? God is my right. Batman. Okay. As God is my Batman. That makes sense, because it it's always been a mystery why he chose to always be Robin and not Batman. I don't know. Joel also went down that road where he like really likes Robin. I think I don't know if it has something to do with the Teen Titans show, which I never thought uh, was that great. I mean, it's not a terrible show, but it's just not... It's also not amazing. It's not Batman the Animated Series quality, or even Superman the Animated Series quality. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it has the word teen in it, so it's not... Here's your first morning. So I was, was going to say, let's. Uh, you caught me before I could even comment on that one. Now that's, <laughs> I now that's loud. I, well, last time I edited really easily, so okay. we're good. So we're we're sound controlling as we go. Are we? We should probably. No, I want to keep that. What we just had. Right. Especially the teen reference. Yeah, right. well, one day we'll get to a point where we don't we don't talk shop on the podcast that we're also trying to figure out. But not, that point is not today. Yeah. Well, like, what's con- I'm concerned with the very small waves and then the really big waves. Well, here's the thing. Like when we had the for me, and I guess I'm right because I'm looking are. at them right now. <laughs> Can we? Are. It's all you need to do. I'll just sit back. All you need is love, brother. What's love got to do? With all right, so you're good. Um, no, like, the, don't worry about the sound waves. When they hits the red, is when you want to worry. Like, and this isn't... Well, I, I understand that, but it's like, the, there's such big differences when, like... Oh, no, trust me, I run, a, I run a leveler through it. Oh, okay. It's like, the last one was the best-sounding one we put. I don't know if you listened to it. Yeah. Okay, so that one sounded, like, way better than the other one, but I actually... Was there any one after... It was, it was Fast Food Diaries was the last one. No, I didn't, I didn't hear the last See, now... Oh, see, one. see, now you're on our, our show, see, and you're not... At first, I was just going directly on the page, and I didn't see it there. And then I was like, "All right, well, it'll pop I up." I assumed it. Do you have an iPhone? No. I have well, that's your first mistake. Wow. Uh, no, uh, I'll there. Show you the door. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. I can find it. It's right there. My favorite meme is the one where it's like, when you get a green text message, it's like, "Get that broke shit off my phone." <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, on iTunes makes it like really uh, easy, but uh, on Doe, there's like a podcast addict is one of them, and I know we're on there because Jordan has it, and that's where he listens to it. We're also on Stitcher, right? We're on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and SoundCloud you can actually download it and listen Stitcher. to. It. Stitcher is literally just another podcast, it's like a app, podcast but it's like really famous or famous. Yeah, same. Although uh, I love the stats, like as a, I, I love it. I love a good RPG, and it feels like I'm, I'm living one when I'm on SoundCloud.com. Seriously, right. I have yeah. to say shout out to SoundCloud though, because when I was working at Amazon, which I might be working there again soon, we'll see. Uh, 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 <laughs> I used to, we used to carry around these uh, uh, the Kindles to work with because we had to like scan items with that shit. So and they first of all, I would, I would, <laughs> no one ever buy a Kindle ever, like because they're so bad. And wait, Bryce, what did you get your family for Christmas? All of them? Kindles. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> So again, were you trying to punish them? Or, uh, was it like a Krampus situation? That was the lump of coal in there. I learned, I learned very quickly though that like no sound, uh, there's no like you can't there's you can't listen to music on those things unless there was an extremely complicated workaround and the only website that would stream music like was SoundCloud in the background uh, was SoundCloud. Yeah, nothing else could do that. So I was limited to like what was on there, which was always like top forty like old white guy radio and everyone's just like do you have to listen to that i'm like i listen to something now before i say this doug do you listen to hip-hop at all i not quite i know uh would you say you dabble yeah uh, do you listen to the classics not. i'm in the shallow end of the 
hip-hop oh, We'll get you hooked up. We'll get you hooked up. <laughs> I want to be like Oprah where I just have like a bunch of vinyl. I'm like, here you go. I do have rap on vinyl. And it's great. But um, I like SoundCloud because uh, Kanye West puts out all of his music on every Friday. He calls it Good Friday. He puts it on there. And I know I get a lot of flack for loving him, but I have. I, I kind of... a producer from like the... Yeah. Yeah, few things that I've heard of. Mm-hmm. I, I went from negative yeah. feelings to kind of neutral on him because you've showed me a yeah. couple of things and I was like, well, that's good. And I also love Kendrick Lamar, so that No More Parties in LA song is yeah. I just, I, you know, it's Let's a fantastic. See, uh, 30 Hours is another 30 one Hours is like, a fantastic damn, song. It's got a great beat on it. That's, that's a good song to just um, I'll do a quick review of the album. I listened yeah, like, to it 10 that, times, yeah. probably, just because it's one of those things where I didn't listen to Yeezus and Yeezus is like, uh, I don't, he. Is made that the eight Runaways on? Uh, no, that, that's off of My Beautiful oh, Dark Twisted Fantasy. That that's a great album. Oh, okay. Now, if I were to recommend you to listen to anything, listen to uh, the, we call it the trilogy if you're a fan. Uh, you have the college dropout, uh, late registration, and then graduation. Those are flawless albums, all three of them. And then, um, although you have to like, you have to know that he's not actually an asshole. He just plays that part. Right. And he even says, like, there's a Brady Snell's yeah, podcast where he say. even goes, look, dude, I'm not actually an asshole. It's like, just, it's publicity. Like, if I, if I cut off Taylor uh, Taylor Swift, then people will be like, "Who's this asshole?" And then more people more people talk about Kanye West and Taylor Swift, right? Well, he, so that's how he it did works. Make that bitch famous. Uh, yeah, which is he got another, uh, in flag, He got in trouble again because on one of his songs called uh, "Famous," the literally the opening line is, uh, uh, "For all of my Southside uh, niggas that know me best." Uh, I still think me and Taylor might have sex. I made that bitch famous, and then like you're goddamn. And he's like, "I made that bitch famous," and I was like, "That's great. <laughs> I love it." Yeah. And. Uh, but yeah, I think the the albums I give it like a solid seven out of ten, a, a seven out of five. A perfect five out of seven. Yeah. Perfect five. Out of seven. So how does uh, Kim feel about him maybe having sex with? Taylor? Apparently she consented. She's like, go for it. Okay. But I don't know because she knows it's not gonna happen. Taylor Swift is supposedly oh, yeah. still a virgin, so. Hmm. Wow, that's. Huh. However many albums. I love that you believe that. I, I never said I believed it. I said supposedly. I remember growing up, like Britney Spears used to talk about that all the time, about how she was saving it for marriage, and then Justin yeah. Timberlake. And she blew it. On, and then Justin Timberlake recorded the most baller fucking diss track ever, which is Cry Me a River. <laughs> is that what that's about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for, for Justin Timberlake, that's pretty fucking harsh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We all have savage moments. Yeah, yeah. everyone gets my drink at? Life. Bravo. Hey, Bryce, I don't want to make you that guy, but can you get my drink for me? Not We're getting you a mic, my man. I'm getting you a he mic. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> it should be over there. It's just a green monster. He's just our intern. It's fine. Now, uh, did you see Deadpool, Doug? Yes, I saw well, it yesterday. Uh, we all saw that, and I'd like to... I uh, loved it. Movie. Oh, but anyway, that the album... Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I want to wrap it up because I don't want to talk about Kanye West too much. Uh, I there I love and hate that album. There's like really good songs on it, and then there's songs that start out really good, and then they they end up terrible because of the features on it. Which there's one called FML, which is fuck my oh, life, geez. and the song starts <laughs> off for like two minutes, like this is great, and then all of a sudden the weekend comes in. He's like, I just want to fuck my life up. I was is like, it okay. The I thought that was a joke. No, it's really the oh, weekend. Okay. I thought you were joking. And I I can't stand that guy because oh, it's yeah. overplayed. Yeah. Uh, I mean he's all right. I. I don't love it. I don't listen to it every day, though, so I, maybe that's why. But uh, the that song "Ultralight Beam" they played on SNL is like really good. So who makes his beats? Uh, he has like a few people does it, but he mostly makes it himself. Oh, like right. he's a really good okay. producer. Yeah, Madlib is uh, as we talked about before, he was yeah. worked with uh, MF Doom on Mad Villainy, which is considered one of the best hip hop albums of all time. I'm familiar with that. If uh, if honestly, if you wanted to get into hip hop, that's where I'd start. Uh, Wu Tang Clan, you can't go wrong. The Thirty Six Chambers is like, a, or Enter the Wu rather, is like their best album. And then you got 
uh, MF Doom has never put out anything bad. So Mad Villain is literally just like him being Doom. From also, the, MF Doom is on that uh, November has come on, on uh, Gorillaz yeah. album. So yeah, so if you like that guy. Which who doesn't? He's a pretty fucking yeah. Great. So that song "No More Parties in LA" is uh, the beats by Madlib, and like it's just like I'm like I wish the whole album sounded like this. But enough of that. Like uh, 18 tracks, like only eight of them are salvageable and yeah. good. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got maybe a six out of ten, seven out of ten. I'm a fan, so I'm gonna give it a little bit more. But uh, I just saw Deadpool with Rob and Bryce, and I I loved it. The the audience was annoying, but I mean the audience kind of oh, ruins boy. it. Did you when you saw it? Because I saw it with Drew and Jimmy, and then I saw it with Willie and Bryce. And both times, the audience laughed so fucking hard as if you would have thought Ryan Reynolds was in the theater. Yeah, you, you brought up a good point. You, they were laughing almost as if they were trying to prove how good of fans they were yeah. by laughing at the dumb jokes. Like, it was a forced laugh almost. I was kind of bummed because I saw it at the Regal in San Bernardino. And like, Don't be bummed, my man. It's a better theater. Well, no, I, no, I it's like a decent theater. theater. I just meant the crowd. Was, um, oh. not in, I was really into it from the get-go. So you had the exact oh, opposite problem. Right, exactly. <laughs> also... Before we even talk about the movie, I can't stand the seats of Krikorian. My back killed me Why before the trailers even ended. It's okay. Harkins will be here soon. See, yeah. yes, God I bless Harkins. I hope that's our saving grace. See, the, the problem with the Regal, though, is uh, for those of us uh, on, on the wider side of the scale, uh, their, their seats are not big enough. Like, I, And I like to have the armrest down, and I can't. Same deal with, like, I love AMC. AMC, their yes, theaters are consistently yeah. knocking out of the park. I, yeah. I will always vouch for them, but... Their their seats again are too thin for America. We're full of fat asses. Like just you know what I'm saying. I'm not going to stop eating. So it's time to yeah, <laughs> maybe it's time we just admit it and deal with it. Well, that's one of those things too, where it's like you have people Talk like about the rise of Disneyland. Like, yeah. job, like <laughs> no, we're no, not all four feet. You're tall, right. Uh, look, well, like theme park rides, you have T-shirt companies that are like they'll they'll sell like T-Fury or whatever, like sells nerd shirts essentially, yeah. and they're like, oh no, we don't go past XL like on certain I, things. It's like, like if I can't get a Star then you've lost half of your XL, profit. Like, like what, what are you even doing? If like it's nerd-based clothing, that would be my starting. Would yeah, be the two X. The... It would either be two X or, or extra small. Like it's there's really yeah, there's really only two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, like I we immediately sit down. And we're like, oh, these are some good trailers. And I like the Batman vs Superman trailer is awesome. Yeah, I'm just looks like that. Arkham Knight, which is why all I wanted from a Batman movie. And then like I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh. And I also have a for anyone that doesn't know, I have a tumor in my lower back. Uh, well, it's a lipoma. It's the same thing. It's a uh, no, no offense to Rob, but he tends to take up a lot of space, and I'm on the very end seat, so I'm leaning to the right the entire movie, and then my. The little tumor things in the lower right of my my back, like in the lumbar area, so very uncomfortable to watch that movie. So I'm laughing. I'm like, oh, oh it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Deadpool, you slay me. Just totally blew my fat ass over. Like, no, because I'm I'm not I'm not uh, that kind of guy. I really so. did have the exact opposite experience then, because the trailers they showed at the Regal were disappointing. What were they? Really? They were like the first one was some sort of like. It was like the purge with just hey i am looking forward to no, that because no, it just it looks a like farce. escape it's it a, one of them oh is it was yeah. it's affirmative action purge basically oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> whoops <laughs> no no that. we'll go that there might be like uh, that could go lap it lap it that could go one or two one of two ways that movie like that could yeah. be a comedy or like a very serious or movie tragedy yeah. Wait, was it a trailer yeah, for the purge? No, well, they did show their trailer for the purge three right after that. Now you were telling me that looks pretty good so, though, right? Well, it looks good if you're a fan of like Escape from New York, like because it's yeah. literally what it is, yeah, but in I'll LA. Yeah, because no. like, let's be honest. I like the dude Shane from The Walking Dead, and he was great in uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. But he's uh, in that? Right. no, he's not in that. He's playing the Punisher. Yeah, but the that. guy from The Purge 2 carried that movie so hard, which was like a bad script and uh, bad actors. He was the only saving grace in that movie and really made it worth watching. 
And it's literally just a guy who wants to go out and get revenge on someone who killed his wife. So he's like, I'm going to go purge the guy that purged my wife. I liked and, uh, the first one. I, I yeah, didn't see I the second one yet. And then he ends up like saving people and becomes like the Punisher. He just has a bunch of guns for no reason and can like kill people. And in this one, he's literally a presidential candidate from all these people. And I'm like, oh, this is Escape so, from so LA. So Escape from New York. Right. And I'm like, this looks good. Like, I'll go see that. It, like, it, I'm, I'm into that because I, I love Escape from New York. So... Uh, when we went to see Deadpool with Willie and Bryce, we're, we're in line because I had gift cards, and I usually use the machine. Oh, yeah, I've been waiting to talk about this. Yeah, <laughs> and we, we get up there, and they're... Okay, well, first of all, let me, let me backtrack that. The night before, on one, uh, Thursday, opening night, we went to go see it, and... Um, there was, and they didn't have, it, like, it wasn't playing in enough theaters. It sold out. And then, like, we went to go get, uh, you know, for a later time to exchange our tickets, which we do all the time. <laughs> I'm sure they're sick of us now. Well, but um, they, they go, oh, we just added, like, four more showings. Oh, that was, that was sweet. Yeah, which to me shows, like, nobody was prepared for this movie to make which any money. Weird. Which, I yeah. I mean, all the internet buzz. And again, oh, there was a... I didn't know it was in any way popular. There was a lot of internet buzz for the snakes on a plane, and that movie did not Jeez. deliver. Remember that? Yep. It was, like, a huge... But I did see it in, th- in theaters, like, three times. I did, too, yeah. <laughs> I, I did my share. It was bad, but you know. Why? But because uh, so uh, we, we loved it, I don't know. I don't know. I just like, I like Samuel Jackson, and I like it's a lot of fun. Keenan Thompson was in it too, which is cool. You're not over him yet, Samuel Jackson. Oh, no, yeah. no. I will never be over. Did you, I mean, okay. what, did you ever see for every ba- for every ten bad movies, he, he has five really good movie. ones. So he's also fucking great in Django. Like I, he should have yeah. won an Oscar for Django. He like completely disappeared in that movie and just yeah. became a different person. That was he, I would great. say he did the same thing in Hateful Eight too. He did like, too. He, yeah, he wasn't just he carried himself. that movie, especially like what. For someone who gets their nuts blown off, he just made it great. Yeah. <laughs> Have you anyway, seen it? Was that in spite of getting his nuts blown off? I don't know. Did you watch Hateful Eight? No, I didn't. Okay. So yeah, basically, uh, Channing, for, well, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it. If you haven't seen it, you're probably not going to see it because you're not a Tarantino yeah, fan. Yeah, but uh, have seen it, I feel like. Uh, there's a scene where like he's giving like a speech, and he ends up shooting one person. And uh, it cuts to fucking, um, what's that guy's name? Uh, the dude from 21 Jump Street, Channing though Tatum? Channing Tatum's oh, under the floor, and he's like, uh, "Say adios to your huevos," and then just shoots his nuts off from oh. like the the basement. And he calls and him a nut shooting son of a bitch. Later. He calls him a, a sack shooting son of a bitch. I think <laughs> is what it was. <laughs> so he was able to pull off the shot, hit his nuts, and not kill him. Yeah. Below. Well, I mean, he there's Ooh, like Samuel Jackson literally goes, "Oh, I'm probably gonna die." <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> so. Yeah, like you're gonna bleed out. Well, but let me uh, just finish the story real fast for because I, like yeah. I do want to talk about Hateful Eight. It's on our my list. Yes, so. I got a Hateful Eight story too. Uh, we okay, so we we go up. This this is like a few days after it premieres, and there's signs on the on the um what do you call that? The where the, you buy the tickets from box the office. screen box, box on the box, office, yeah. Office, yeah. Uh, and they're like huge, huge print with a picture of Deadpool, and it says, <laughs> uh, "Parents, warning: Deadpool is rated R for graphic nudity, graphic <sighs> violence, and graphic language." Now, this woman who's in front of us, I'm like, "Watch, she's gonna take her kid to Deadpool," and I was just joking, and like this little girl who couldn't have been like eight or nine, something like that. She was seven. It, yeah, and she goes yeah. up, and then like, and she's like, uh, "Can I get two tickets for Deadpool?" And she's like, "Okay, ma'am, it's rated R." for graphic nudity, graphic violence, and graphic language. She's like, it is? And I'm like, lady, it's right in front of your fucking face. I can't stress enough. People don't uh, read signs. Yeah, I, know. I can't stress enough how big the signs were, though. Yeah. Right. Like, they blocked the lady giving her the ticket. Like, it was like, here. I would have just tapped, like, man. And not to mention, <laughs> not, not only is there a sign, you. it's not just a sign with words. It's a sign with Deadpool pointing to the R rating, right, and exactly. then the graphic nudity, graphic sexual, like, innuendo and violence and all that is in huge, bold print. I saw it 30 feet away, and I have terrible eyesight, so, I mean... You know what was weird, though? I didn't find the nudity, like... Uh, so, here's the thing. Robert saw it, and then was like, it's really good, and I kept, I kept, like, I can't go on Facebook without seeing articles for Deadpool. Like, it's just all over yeah, the... Every, every movie... News, I mean. Every movie art, uh, page that I follow, every video game page I follow, every comic page I follow is literally nothing but uh, them going, Deadpool broke these records, and I'm not complaining, but it's like... 
I read an article that was like, oh, this movie pushes it to the limits. Like, it, there's so much, like, graphic nudity. What? There's graphic violence and all that. Oh, and, like, yeah. the violence was, like, underwhelming almost. Yeah. And, like, I'm not saying it was a bad movie. I loved it. And Doug brings up a good point. What is the difference between nudity and graphic nudity? Graphic nudity is when you can see a penis or a vagina, but you oh. can't. So, uh, Jack Black brought up a good point on a podcast. He goes, soft cock, R rating, hard, a hard cock, X-rated. Oh. So you can't have a hard penis in a movie that, but you can have a flaccid one. There's a whole, there's right. a documentary called This Film Is Not Yet Rated yes. that really breaks down. Great it's a fucking great movie because you, you start to see like the It also politics. just makes you really mad. It does, yeah. You'll, you'll be very <laughs> so angry. It also, the... You find out that the Catholic Church is like part of the rating system. Right. Wow. Which makes no fucking sense. Like, I don't give a shit about the Pope. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, unless you don't, you don't have unless to, our uh, listeners do, in which case, well, I love the Pope. But. To be fair, you don't have to listen to their, like, advice on it. Right. Well, if you're a, a fucking 16-year-old kid and you want to go see Deadpool, you do have to. You, but also, you there's well, certain... A movie th- it's not a law, it's just a movie theater requirement. Yeah, but true, but here's the thing, if you're only sort... Like, say, we not everybody has the luxury of living in the Southern California where there's tons of theaters. Some people live on the East Coast or the Midwest or whatever, well, and... I uh, can't help them. I always it, you can't help them, but, like... Like, there's only one theater, and, it, and it's, like, a 50-minute a drive or something. When I say 50, I mean closer If you to follow hour. movies as much as we do, you constantly read that movies have to, like, cut the shit out of their mm-hmm. movie to make it an R rating. Uh, if it's an adult only, or well, that's for video games, but if it's an NC-17... Then it won't be played in theaters unless you go to a specific theater. Specific so that, like, not only does that fuck the budget up for the movie or but, for the sales, you're, you're, it's extremely you're limited. Like audience. it's like enforced morality, but it's really just the it's, it's just, just the, the inconvenience force that's making yeah. it. Well, as I we, I'm curious really. to see as we move towards streaming and and, and ditch physical media. Mm-hmm. I mean. I feel like the death of the movie theaters is, is imminent, and and I don't, I don't like. Look, I don't look forward to that. Yeah, I'm not happy about that, but I feel <clears> like it's it's gonna be very it's gonna be like a very limited experience, like you know what I'm saying, like Arizona or some other. You're state. gonna have to drive to LA eventually to yeah, see a movie, which is a fucking bummer. Well, to me, a movie has to be good enough that gets me past the horrible trip to the movie theaters. See, I love going to the movie theater so but much. But again, so you're thinking about the Gregorian. Yeah, I am thinking about the Gregorian, but right it's just a whole thing, and so a movie has to be good enough to overcome that. Now, didn't you say the, the guy, Mr. Gregorian, came into your work one time and was he's, complaining? Yeah, oh, he, he's been in there before. And he was upset that uh, Harkins is opening up? He's like, you can't build another theater. Well, no, 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 it wasn't anything about the Harkins. It was just about the original, because uh, the Gregorian is in the old orange packing house. So no, like, no, it's, no. A, it's a historic resource, and he wanted to put another movie theater in the orange packing house. But he didn't actually want to put it in it. He wanted to just tear it down and build a new movie theater there. And Redland said, and that's no, like a no-go. That's historic. It's a historically designated, like, city landmark or something. So he did. He got. He was all mad about that. So hmm. he's he owns it, and he's not. Or he owns the lot right next to it, which is the parking for it. So he's not going to sell that parking lot just to be a dick to everyone. Well, have they considered? I mean, would it be possible to do like a, a drive-in theater there? Or is that just not feasible? Well, no, no again, because the, the building is on the entire site. So there's no parking. So if you, like, Uh-oh. we had a stone brewery wanted to put uh-huh. in, in a, like, a restaurant there, but they had to buy that parking lot next to it for the parking for their he business. Won't he won't sell it. He's not making any money off it. It's just a dirt lot, but he's doing that to punish well, as a, It's purely punitive. As a yeah. fan of passive aggression, good for him. <laughs> Fair enough. I but, applaud this move. Yeah. But, he, but the reason that part of Redlands, like right next to the downtown area, is so it's such a blight compared to how nice like State Street is, is yeah. because of that. That could be that could be just as good as State Street right there. Hmm. Yeah. No, but, all, these, all this local stuff that no one's gonna fucking know. Like in Australia, they're like, what? 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, when I listen to a podcast and like they're talking about places in LA, I have no idea what they're talking about, but I still find it interesting. So yeah, that's city politics. And I also love that uh, one of our Australian fans is like a bro with me now, and uh, his their their podcast I always say is Tiger Phonics, and uh, he res- he always responds to Rob's like weird shit about Australia. He's like, why are the spiders so fucking crazy? And he sent me a photo of a news article like picture and it was like the spy he literally said like the spider's there to keep the goddamn snakes under control and it's a picture of like a snake like fully erect like a, uh, at a vertical angle oh, <laughs> am, I that's dis- X-rated. am i describing it wrong well you know what's weird is this picture you're describing i and you showed because you showed me the, the text i had seen this picture on like reddit or something recently where there's like a, a spider hanging off like the snake or something and it's eating the snake yeah yeah that's Jeez. fucking crazy maybe I, the snake was already dead because uh, i feel like i want to believe that the snake could win the fight no, apparently the spiders there are like really good at taking down snakes. That's insane. Because mm-hmm. it's like I I would love to visit Australia someday, but it's just like that's a huge barrier to entry right. is those fucking I feel spiders, like dude. That's yeah. equal to like our earthquakes. Like the, a lot of people, are like, oh, I could never live in California because of earthquakes. Nothing, <laughs> Well, I mean, that's kind of easy for us to say we're a little immune. True. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about the other day? But hold like, on. Before you say that, we were in Austin, and I literally, the the people at that weird comic store where I bought Jordan that shirt yeah. were like, oh, you're from California. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, I could never go there. And I was like, why? Well, he's like, earthquakes. And I was like, oh, wait, but we're in a hurricane currently. Yeah, there was a hurricane like, happening that day. A Category 5 or like whatever like a big one is. And he goes, yeah, that's, we get a couple this year. I'm like, you get like 10 a year. Yeah, we have one earthquake like we every have, year. Right. And, then and it's, it's a like, three. It's literally it's like. fun, yeah. Yeah, like I, I was sitting playing Fallout the other day, and I was sitting in my chair and my chair literally just like I was like and it was over in a second I was like okay and then I was yeah, like hold I, on I, I literally stopped everything your friends and that's it like, I, <laughs> right, I alt tabbed yeah. and was like I'm gonna go on Facebook and just let everybody tell me that there was an earthquake yeah, right. lo and behold not a second later 15 posts oh my god did anyone else feel that earthquake and it's, it's like, like everyone has amateur to amateur Facebook newscast people I was gonna say it's like everyone like, has to what? check in yeah. like hey did you okay just check in Maybe I just want to point out too that when the, the Paris attack happened people I know that don't live in Paris that live in Redlands were checking off because there's a Facebook like terror thing that yeah. says I'm safe which in the same reading one made sense but uh, they're like right. this one girl I'm not going to name any names that I already hate was like I'm safe don't worry yeah it's a, the point of that was like if you had family in Paris and they wanted to let mm. family that, was, that didn't know if they were safe or not to yeah. let them know that they're safe so don't do it if you're in California well and then uh, what's the comedian um, I almost said Daniel Tosh no <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Jeselnik uh, has, like, one of the best jokes about that ever. He's like, whenever someone... He's like, why are people mad at me for uh, doing offensive jokes during, like, a tragedy? He's like, no one who is a part of the tragedy or in any way involved with it is ever going to be on Twitter during the tragedy. So he's like, anyone who's on there is literally just saying, don't forget about me. Prayers for Paris. In this terrible time, just don't forget about me. It's like, oh, my God. It, it's so true. When we talked about, too, that phenomena of, like, when the San Bernardino shooting happened, people in Redlands were like, I can't believe this happened in our hometown. It's like, well, I mean, technically, like, it's yeah, not, it's, it's San Bernardino, not Redlands. Like, well, yeah, they lived in Redlands. They, they lived the in Redlands, there. but, like. I mean, there was pipe bombs in the house. Sure. Was, I guess. I don't know. Because I worked, like, three blocks from it. Yeah, I lived, I lived right there, yeah, too. Lived so. <laughs> right, right. Well, I had people that were like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened in Redlands. And I'm like, okay, the, no, nothing happened in Redlands. They're not going to shit where they sleep. Like, bombs aren't going to go off in their apartment. Like, that's, I think, no, they, they had more targets. Oh, well, they did. They just were uh, really dumb. Yeah, well, that's the beauty of being a terrorist is they don't attract the brightest stars. <laughs> For anyone li- <laughs> <laughs> There's no Steve Jobs in the terrorist No, they're really Because if you're dumb enough to be, say, a suicide bomber, you're, you're not the cream of the crop. Like, you're, not, you're not thinking about bettering te- cell phone technology. No, no, you're really not. Maybe that's why they live in fucking caves and all their shit's all ass <laughs> 
<laughs> Fuck them, dude. Come at me. They, they attacked my hometown. I don't give a shit. That's I, not. Drew brought up a good point, though. I was like, why do they always look like really dumb? And he's like, well, because they have no self confidence. So the ones that are really <laughs> ugly are the ones that are going to become bombers because oh, like, they're like, you can do this, buddy. He's like, like, I the, can? It's simple psychology. It's like the Hitler thing. It's like he, he failed right. as a painter. He's like, right, exactly. I'll show you guys. Like, <laughs> Which yeah. brings me back to It's Always Sunny. I love the Hitler episodes. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! I just watched the gang gets analyzed today, and I, I love that episode too because Dennis thinks he's a, a psychologist too. He's <laughs> yeah, like, that's right. <laughs> Andy D does too. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, it's that, Wednesday. Fuck! I didn't download the episode. I wrote that. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't a, uh, tape the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, of course. Whoops! I wrote a spec script for Always Sunny. I'm gonna turn in for a, yeah. a Nickelodeon fellowship. That if I if if I I guess win is that the word for that? If I get that grant, if I'm granted that fellowship, it's like a $30,000 for the year, and it's like a year-long working as a, a, a writing on Nickelodeon shows and, like, sitting in on, like... Uh, Can you bring back to my Carly for us? Yeah. No. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, I don't know, but that could be... That, I, I hope that works out. It'd be, it'd be a really interesting... I mean, I'm, I'm looking more to do, like, movies, obviously, but it'd be, it would be... As a kid who, like, loved Nickelodeon growing up, yeah. it'd, be a, it'd be a big deal, I think. There's more money in TV though, right? There is, yeah, but I, I don't now, know. Now this pertains to movies, guy. and we'll get to the movie topic in a second. I just want—I ta- I think I told you the other day. I was like, "How does Disney, who just bought Marvel and like all the like Lucas rights and all that, how are they making such awesome movies and all that? Yeah, they have the worst TV channel of all time. Like, I don't know if you've oh, ever yeah. been on Disney Channel in the past <laughs> five to ten years. It's—it's <laughs> yeah. it's my personal hell. The quality of their TV shows is is is, 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 is great uh, because they also have a fellowship program that I might be uh, applying to. So I'd love oh, to be a part of the winning team. <laughs> Now we know we're on. Good save, brother. Good save. <laughs> I literally again, was like, oh, I want to. Again, to bring it back to It's Always Sunny, he's like, I'm playing both sides of the movie. He's like, <laughs> like, you don't tell both sides, you're playing both sides. But uh, let's get to your guys' list, because. I'm excited. I didn't uh, make one again. I'm really uh, here, so okay, What so is the list of Recently, uh, or not, not actually that recently, uh, on the Fat Man on Batman podcast, Kevin mm. Smith and Mark Bernardin uh, did their top 10 movies of 2015. Right. And they just did like. They just counted down from ten to one, and then like one person said theirs, next person said theirs. So I was figuring we could just do, steal that format outright. Yeah, but uh, I feel like I, I just want to point out when we did last year's, I literally guessed half a year's in the in the places. It was that making they me mad. I was like, let me get to that. I was like, no, that's gonna be your number three. You're like you son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't know that I could list ten movies that came out in 2015. Uh, that's why, again, shout out to Letterboxd. I fucking love that website. Uh, it's a great if you're into if you're really really into movies and you like to. Keep a track of like stuff that you you want to see in the future or like what you've seen, and you can even hashtag like what theater you saw it at and stuff. I don't know. I've been really into that lately. So, uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, I I paid the for the Patreon membership to be able to. Uh, Is it like, Patreon save. or their Patreon? It's Patreon. That's, okay. that's like a level of. Donor. I'd love to to be, have enough fans to do a Patreon. Yeah, account. someday that'd be that'd be great to. That's a goal. Just give a dollar an episode. That's good. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw this or not. We'll leave it like. Okay, so number fifteen is. So Wait, before reach. you start. Uh, no, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, uh, but he's already is, started. Is Deadpool on any of your guys' list? Well, it's 2016. Let's just edit that out. I'll lap that. It was so good. We I'm God. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, number 15 is Soaked in Bleach, which was the documentary. It's a Netflix documentary uh, about... Essentially, they're they're positing the theory that uh, uh, Courtney Love killed Kurt Cobain. I've been saying it to troll for many years. Anyway. I was saying, yeah, ever yeah. since I knew what Nirvana was, I'm like, oh, she killed him for sure. Totes. But the way they do it is, I don't know if you ever seen the Thin Blue Line or or like I'm trying to think of like The Imposter is another really good documentary where they mm-hmm. essentially yeah. they they do that like Rescue 911 or Unsolved Mysteries thing where they mm-hmm. like recreate it, which yeah, is but... you know you're, most documentaries don't do that because it's there's like a 
what do you call it, conflict of interest. You're, you're portraying events, you know, and you weren't there, so you don't really right. know. So the in way, like 60 seconds or so, could you sell me on that idea? Uh, ooh, not, probably not you. Essentially, because uh, you don't give a shit about Nirvana. But then again, neither do I, and I found this fascinating. Like the whole, just essentially, um, Courtney Love, okay. I'm so maybe easier question is, did, did you buy it? Did they sell you on it? Oh, you mean the, the conspiracy theory? Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like when I saw Serial, I was like, or when I, when I listened to the uh, season one of Serial, by the end of it, I was just like, I don't know that I buy that he didn't kill his girlfriend. Right. Uh, for anyone listening, Jordan just walked in, and Jordan, for when you're listening, you just walked in. Because that happened today, you're like, Classic I Classic Jordan. I was like, hey, for anyone listening, Jordan's here. Damn it, so now Jordan's got a leg up on me on the episodes. <laughs> But uh, so the the movie the reason to watch the movie though I think is because visually it's fucking great it's uh they did like it's very it looks very like a David Fincher movie and like uh and they hired like really good actors the the, the chick that plays uh, Courtney Love like nails it it's so good but anyway like the whole conceit of the movie is that like they, she hired a uh, um, a private investigator to find Kurt Cobain because he went missing yeah, shortly got, before he we, died we only have three right now yeah yeah and there, I was gonna say that I don't know how far back to go but because I didn't know any of this I'm not like a huge uh, Nirvana fan or anything but Free the, um, the guy, the uh, private investigator that she hires to it find her bleach. husband, yeah, soaked in bleach. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Fucking great, right? Was crazy. He starts. He, the the calls that he gets are so weird that he starts taping everything, and then like he goes to the crime scene after he uh, commits suicide. He's like, "Hey, I have some information you might want to hear," and then they just brush him off. And you hear all these testimonies from people that are like, "That's fucking crazy." Like no one. This should just ever sounds like a that. really good movie plot too. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's really really well done. I don't. Did you see it, Doug? I no, I saw the other one, Montage of Heck. I haven't out. seen that yet. Is that good? I really liked it. What's is that? Uh, similar to Nirvana at all, or is that what yeah, is that? It's a Nirvana okay, but that's like a straight. So much, it's more like a straight. I see. Like I've been hearing about Soaked in Bleach right? since it aired, and that's one of those things. I'm like, I want to watch that, but I'm also like, I'm not the I biggest mean, Nirvana no, like, fan. I recommend it, even yeah. if you don't watch Nirvana. It's a good like, uh, just a crime investigation. Like, and they, they like they I said too, the way they film it, which I'm all about right now. Ever since, yeah, since making a murderer every day, you guys bring me another, another with the exact same format. Like, you know how you thought this was true? Well, actually, the investigators did really bad. Ever since serial time, just do your job. I I posit that they do, and they did. Did you think it was weird, like at uh, when they were talking about how they found the body, how the shell was like on the wrong yeah, side? Yeah, and then they showed it like the CG animation. Like, yeah, really? they were saying yeah. okay, the gun could have flipped over, but there's no way because when you kill yourself, your hand yeah, that rigor mortis sets yeah, in, right? It's, it's, Not within, uh, no, but, right, but with right. a shotgun, no, it's saying your muscles contract, huh. and so if you if you would have shot his head, his muscles would have contracted. And gripped onto the gun, and it couldn't have flipped, and the shell was on the other side of the barrel. And then, like I said, they show you visually what the theory is of what of that the police had of what but that's happened. That's just like one little. And when thing they show it to you, it looks so stupid that you're like, "What's well, impossible?" And how much heroin they found in his body? Yeah, right. that was ridiculous. Anyway, I recommend it, even if you're not in Nirvana. So that's number 15 for me. I don't know what you have, but I assume it's not the same. <laughs> oh, you got through movies? Yeah, yeah we're doing the top 15. It's the one year anniversary. Oh, I'm filing oh. that one away, though. I need awesome. to go back and watch that one. Uh, my number 15 was actually The End of the Tour. Which oh, I haven't seen that yet. Is that the one with, um, is it, uh, fuck. I, I know what it is. I've seen the trailer for it, but I don't remember the two actors in it. It's, it's two uh, cool people, right? Yeah. Jason. Jason. Eisenberg and Jason. I almost said Sudeikis, but it's not yeah. him. It's Jason, uh, jo- Siegel? Siegel, yeah. Siegel, there you go. Yes, Jason Siegel. So it's like, uh, Jesse Eisenberg is, uh, or Jason Siegel is, uh, 
Oh God, what's David his name? Foster Wallace. David Foster Wallace, yes. And he had just published Infinite Chest. He's on a book tour, and Jesse Eisenberg follows him around. Okay, okay. It was, it was really good, actually. Even in the opening scene. That was on a lot of lists where it's like movies that didn't get nominated that you should see. Right. That's it fine. Was, yeah, right in the opening scene, Jesse Eisenberg is like in a kind of a fight with the editor. He's like, well, I want to do a piece on David Foster Wallace. And he's like, you know why Rolling Stone doesn't do pieces on writers? And he's like, no. He's like, because there aren't any good ones. Ooh. And it's like, well, All right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm into this movie. And yeah, Jason Siegel does a really good job as Wallace, though. He kind of really bleeds into that character. I, like, have not read any of his books. I'm going to put that in my notes. Really? Okay. I terrible about after, after watching the movie. Infinite Jest has been on my list of, like, must-reads. I'm going to put these years. down in my notes. That's called End of the Tour? The End of the Tour. Yeah. All right. It's very well done. I, and the conversations were between the two of them are just... It's, it's great. My thing, too, what's it, Jesse Eisenberg, how do we feel about him in, in, as in the in the trailer uh, for Batman? I think he's a little Batman. over the top for me. Yeah, I don't know. What the uh, hell is going on? For me, he's, like, right there. Really? Like, Who is that? If he went, like, a half step up in that performance, then I would have been like, all right, man. My, my thing with, uh, with the Batman thing is, like, I, we haven't seen it in context yet. Yeah. Right. So, that's and that's everything. Because, like, again, we all saw the Joker. That's the time-tested thing with comic book movies. Like, yeah. everyone was like, oh, my God, I can't believe Heath Ledger's playing the Joker. And, like, now he's, like, our standard so well i like jesse eisberg like i, I want to so, believe like <laughs> i'm trying to expose <laughs> that shit as i said earlier like i i hope he knows what he's doing i, I assume as I mean, a quick I, sidebar i saw like a, a 10 second snippet of uh the x-files and there's like a poster that says i want to believe is that always in the show or is that like a joke that the, the, the i want to believe poster is in his office in the basement of the fbi in is it always there from season one uh yeah I think from so. the first okay episode. i thought that was just like a hey it, we're funny now because i've never seen the show <laughs> no, it's like, it's like the other way around it became a pop culture thing because it was in his office or whatever well um, that shows how uninformed i am i have i have not seen that much of x-files either so like, it's one of those things my dad loved it and I was like it can't be good you've seen the new, <laughs> new episodes I've seen a, like a bits and pieces and I, had, I mean you're the X-Files expert it's okay okay <laughs> is X-Files good I've definitely the original heard. like 10 or like series or whatever are great there's some the episodes that I've seen out yeah. of context that are fucking you're like holy shit this could have been a movie like yeah. some of the there's like, some really good ideas and a couple of the ideas are not good but you know he, he tries a lot of things the new season uh the first two episodes are really cool because those are like the plot episodes and then you know just like in the old series they would you know the first episode or two is like the actual plot and then each of the episodes in like the middle of the season are just kind of standalone so ones. it's sort of like lost then I where guess. it was like some episodes would advance the plot and some episodes would just sort of fuck around you're Precisely, like oh yeah. no thanks so <laughs> some of those are kind <laughs> of <this> lost <laughs> uh okay so number 14 i have the nightmare which is another documentary i refuse to watch that after you telling me about that yeah, oh, yeah. okay i haven't heard Okay, this, fair warning. This this movie has fucked people up. Uh, it's a, <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a documentary about nightmares, but it's about sleep paralysis. It's uh, so people that see those crazy shadow people and like, the and they again they do they reenact these people explain their nightmares and then they reenact it in the movie and this shit is so fucking creepy. And then you start hearing about how there was one specific moment where this this uh, I think it was a this girl was saying her boyfriend had those problems and then just by hearing about those problems she then started having those problems which is why it's, I refused to watch it it's, yeah and, and yeah. I've show, I, I showed or I told Matt and Michelle about it and they watched it and then couldn't sleep for days I remember seeing the trailer and it scared me like oh but it, I, I put it on my list because I mean just the whenever I, I can't even think about it because it freaks me the fuck out because then when I because then at night inevitably I'll be trying to go to bed and you start thinking about see I can't even do it now because Your there's some wanders. <laughs> there, there's some scenes in that movie that are so fucking creepy. It's it's extremely well done. But the, just the beauty of it is like the more scared you get, the worse it gets. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the most troll. Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, no. it's it's uh, it's directed by the guy who did is it Room Six Two Three I think is what it's called the the Shining documentary where it's, it's like about all people talk Steven about their theories about the Shining. About yeah, so yeah, Stanley. If Kubrick. you liked that movie, it's 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 similar. Two three seven. There you go. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's called The Nightmare, and again, it's a documentary, so it's like, and it's on Netflix too. So if you want to take that challenge, yeah, <laughs> sleep paralysis you know, is very scary. I really am. That's fucking. It, that it, it creeped I, me out. I didn't hear anything about that one. If you want to get a stool, we can have you on Rob's mic too. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's let's do this up. Mm-hmm. Let's get it going. Let's like, get anyway, so. Right. so but I subscribe more to the idea that sleep paralysis is just a very vivid dream. I see now. I, I think I'm the not same thing because I mean, it hasn't it hasn't affected me in the way that I keep hearing about. Like, oh, if you hear about it, it's gonna fuck with your head it and can. shit. It's not like a guaranteed thing. Sure, but like the the current thought is that like your your body's asleep, but your brain's awake, and it's trying to interpret these signals or something. And because you're scared because you can't move, your brain's interpreting that as like hallucinations of scary shit. I've also, in my experience, everyone that I've ever mentioned that movie to goes, I have that. And you're like, okay. And then then you have that part too. That's just a, if someone wants some attention, that's just... (laughs) Just to invest in the conversation. Yeah. All right. Um, So my next two are actually pretty, really similar to each other, but we'll just do 14 first. Uh, Man from Uncle. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that movie. That's good. Damn, dude. Mm -hmm. Fucking great. Yeah. I want, I want like rock and roller too, so bad. But yeah. the, man, the man from Uncle. Yeah, I, like, I love oh, Guy, Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. I'm just like, I, I, you did a decent job with uh, Sherlock Holmes, but I really want you to just I keep making more like too. crime movies. Yeah, right, exactly. And Henry Henry Cable was <clears throat> really on point. And it's, the I greatest just, thing too is he does the he didn't do it in the first uh, Superman movie that he was in, but he does the voice for uh, the dude from the Man from Uncle in the new trailer for the Batman movie, where he does like the over the top like American accent, which I loved for some reason. I don't know. It just added to the. It was very like kitschy almost. What's an American accent? Is that like a? Cop? It's, uh, it's the movie just right now, man. Yeah. No, I talk normal. Would you, <laughs> <everyone else has laughs> that. Would you call it like? Kennedy-esque, I guess. Like, well, he's doing like a, a half John Wayne impression almost. Okay, like, so it's like yeah, cowboy, yeah, kind of. Okay. Like there was that um, what's his name? The guy from who's the main guy in North by Northwest? Cary Grant is Cary that? Grant, yeah. He he was like famous for having what they they called like a business accent because it was halfway between American and British, but it was like a movie star accent essentially. Mm-hmm. Like nobody talks like that in real life. That's why like all those movies are like, eh, see, like nobody talks like that in fucking real life. <laughs> but it, it became known as like a movie shorthand for a bad guy. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Anyway, I, that movie was and he nails it. unjustly like ignored by the movie going public right? for some reason. I don't know okay. what the fuck I don't happened. Know what there. happened with that? Just, so what is it? Run me through it. It's just a. It's a remake of like a an 60s? old. It's yeah, an old 60s early sure. 60s, late 60s spy TV show, and it's about a Russian spy and a American spy like teaming up to stop shit. My dad like. <clears throat> loves the original show and he was telling us that like the the weird uh corner guy from uh the ncis show actually played the main character from the uh old one hmm. so like my dad my dad's like really hard to please with new yeah, movies like fair hold on uh just a point i think we talked about it on the podcast before but my dad was like the revenant oh this looks terrible and then like i'll come home and he's watching it every <laughs> night like <laughs> did the same thing with hateful eight i, I understand <laughs> that though because that's how i operate too yeah but <laughs> so everything sucks until it proves otherwise so this right. so this happened recently where we're like i'm like I, I was we were working on the house my dad was letting the guy uh do the drywall and he started watching the revenant with me and then like he's like this movie looks good it's just really really bad like i don't like it and then uh <laughs> really bad <at> <laughs> like, i don't like you <laughs> yeah so 
And then like we, he sits there and goes like for how, I think it's two hours and forty five minutes something like that. And it is too long. I'll say that. Long. Well, what would you I mean, cut though? You can't cut anything because it's yeah. all necessary. Yeah. At no point did I feel like um, it was wasting my time. I don't really. know. Maybe a lot of the some of the long shots where it's like overhead into the trees. Yeah. Oh, okay. But that's a lot of nature right. shots. Too. Maybe a few minutes. But, like, right. I don't yeah. know that that would But you'd yeah. be surprised, dude, how that would tighten up the movie. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I th- again, I, I I call that movie like the one and done, where it's like that might be like a top t- like fifty list of all time for me, but like I don't feel like it's watching it again. For this year too. So. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I've said it many times, I love the movie Prisoners. I have no Prisoners like, is no. I don't want to watch that again because it's and then it's a Korean movie. If anyone's ever watched it, uh, I saw the Devil is amazing. Yeah, great movie. it's like one of my favorite movies of all time. I've only seen it once, so that it's like it ends so bad and like it's like a happy ending for the main character, but like it's so gruesome the way that it ends. You just like you feel dirty after watching just, it. There's stuff, and in you're just like movie. I don't want to see this again. Yeah, I've seen it five times, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's stuff in that movie. They're like, ooh, that's dark. That's yeah. a dark turn. Uh, it's basically a revenge movie uh, taken to like way higher extremes, where essentially the the main character is uh, is like a I want he's like whatever the Korean version of the FBI is, and his wife gets brutally murdered, and this guy like tracks down the guy who murdered his wife, and not not he doesn't kill him, he basically just waits for him to almost commit a crime, and then goes and li- like tortures him in some weird way. Like for instance, he tries to uh, I don't know if he's gonna rape her, or if he just wants to beat up a chick in a weird um in like a doctor's office, and he goes in there and like slits his uh his uh, Achilles tendons. Oh. And then, like another time, he he like uh like suffocates him in a bag, and then like beats like breaks both of his knees and shit like that, and like just follows him forever, and eventually ends up murdering him. It's just like it well, ends also that knife fight scene and the yeah. Yeah. Well, the it's weird thing is awesome. the weird thing that I love about Korean movies is like they will make like a drama movie, but the drama movie will also be an action movie somehow, but like not done distastefully. Like it's done in a like really good. Yeah, the Koreans are fucking next level right now. That. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing. We're we're like sort of importing Korean directors right now. Uh, one of my favorite Korean films of all time is uh, that Bittersweet, uh, Bittersweet Life. Life. And the director of that also did uh, um, The Good, The Bad, and The Weird, which was on Netflix. That movie's amazing. I recommend that. A Tale of Two Sisters, which got remade in America. Really good. I've seen that. I think Memories of a Murder, too, right? I'm not 100%, but that could be. That's a good movie. I want to say he did I Saw the Devil, too, but I'm not sure. I think he did, though. If we had a more interactive uh, audience, I would post like a top ten Korean movies because uh, that's one that's something we don't really talk about a lot. But I fucking love Korean movies. Yeah, but they, they, my point being, they brought him over and he did that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie not too long ago about the 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 Last Stand. Was that what it's called? Yeah, but oh, yeah. again, when they come over, they don't get it. full com- creative control like they do yeah. in Korea because they're given a bigger budget. And they're like, well, all right, well, you gotta. They well, basically John Woo. Him. Remember that? He, what? They, did you ever see Stoker? Uh, yeah, Chan Wook, the old boy uh, director. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that was a great movie. I thought that was really overlooked. <clears> but Kevin Smith always talks about it when John Woo came to America like alright we love your movies John Woo but we don't want you to do anything that made you famous it's like we don't want country. any we don't, we don't want any slow motion shots we don't want any doves we don't, it's like well okay then it's not a John get Woo get another director yeah which was why if you look at like some of his early American movies you're like oh that's dog shit but like Everything Broken that made him Arrow. famous. But everyone loves that movie for Which some one? reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Everyone loves I Broken Arrow. I love that movie because of how terrible it is. <laughs> That's fair. That. What's the one that has like the famous shootout that goes on like multiple floors? It's like one of his... Uh, Hardboiled. Hard oh. uh, Hardboiled, uh, if you ever watch like a documentary, it's, uh, like the special features, they literally use... Uh, the same floor, like they basically rented out like a small apartment space, and like they go on three different floors, but they literally use the same floor every time. So when he goes in the elevator, they literally just reopen the elevator, but like they had to move this set like really quickly, huh. and it's really well done. Yeah, I, I recommend that movie. Should probably get back to our fifteen list. Before we'll get back to our list. Top, so kind, of the, kind of the point though. I like these. It's just <laughs> right. our top so, fifteen of all time. No. Thir- number thirteen, <laughs> I, I put The Martian because oh. let me just say The Martian was great. But it, I don't love it as much as everyone else did. Here's the thing, and I'm, uh, we, me and you have agreed upon this like in our own uh, talks, uh, probably at Wendy's, I would imagine. 
Because that's where most like, we podcast when we're not even podcasting. Yeah. It's really weird. It's uh, break that <laughs> uh, I feel like because it was really Scott directed it. If anyone yeah, knows oh that, yeah. like he's an amazing director. Well, I just felt though. like this entire movie was just like him, like with his hands behind his head, and he's like, "This is easy." Like that movie, yeah. like he didn't really break any boundaries. He didn't push any limits. It was just like I have a really good cast, and the cast did a really good job. But he's just, is like, basically, it looked like he was. Uh, He's like a master filmsman, but he was playing like on easy mode if it was He's a video game. Control. Yeah, it was a I very say, though, well done just, movie, but very like underwhelming for him. For me, and this is important when it comes to like a movie I'll watch over and over again. It's a very watchable movie. Like, it's, oh yeah, you know, it's like you can throw it on and get lost in it. It's a good movie in that way. But I'm with you. The reason I, I don't like it's not a ten out of ten for me is it's just like I, I Ridley Scott is like a master filmmaker. He can do more than this. Right. It's like bitch, get back to Blade Runner. I mean, he's not, but well, he's yeah. now he's talking about uh, doing the Prisoner, which after seeing this, I'm like that that could be fucking great. I'm excited for his Alien sequel. Yeah, like, or oh, with yeah. the Prometheus I sequel. See, I also love Prometheus, and I know I everyone did not. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's not perfect, but... Okay, so, no, boy before we get back to the list, I think Prometheus is the... And you can't do it now, but that's the one movie that was in three, uh, shot in 3D that you really needed to see in theaters to appreciate it. Because they didn't do 3D. We're like, oh my god, there's an axe coming at me. They did it like, well, here's space. And, like, the yeah. space was in 3D. Like, so you see stars. Some of them are closer. Mm -hmm. Some of them are far away. And, like, just the way they did, like, it was the um, the depth of field that was in 3D. I also so, thought that it had a very plausible depiction of, like, what future technology would look like. It yeah. wasn't super over... But then again, Alien... It, you watch the first Alien now, and it looks like the '70s went to space, but it still looks believable. It looks like a blue collar, yeah, like well, even um, two thousand one kind of does that too. Well, in two thousand one, they thought we were going to be walking artsy. with Velcro, like in yeah, that two thousand one. Interesting. Is, I mean, I love two thousand one, but there's elements to that story that are just a little too. Uh, that's again, less hard science. Fiction another on another podcast, this one guy was talking about how he loves that movie, but he's like, God damn it! The last twenty minutes is literally just two shots, and he's like, I can't stay awake through it. And I was like, Oh damn, he's right. I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, I need to be cool. I need to see this movie because everyone yeah. talks about it. And I was like, Where it's just like literally space and like it's slow, like a slow pan shot. And there's like orchestral music or whatever. I'm yeah. like. Oh, okay. No, all right. <laughs> but then when you when you get older and you see most of uh, Kubrick's movies, like, oh, I get it. Like, because he was really, like, mathematical on how he positioned his shots and shit, which is what that documentary is about. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Everything so, in his movies is intentional. <clears throat> I've just, uh, I've seen most of I just watched the movie with Tom Cruise and, is it Nicole Kidman? Oh, Eyes, Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah, Eyes Wide Shut. I just watched that because of another podcast where they were talking about I the... I haven't seen that yet. It's worth your time. Yeah, yeah it's worth well, I'm gonna do. It's definitely I, not his best, but I definitely enjoyed it. I did that it. thing where I, I try to marathon every movie by a director in chronological order. I did that with Martin Scorsese, and my man, it took me a month. Like, well, I'm trying to. As soon as I finish David Lynch, he's next. So. Yeah, it's gonna hurt a lot when you get to that one he did in this. Was it the was 90s? The old English one that he did. Barry Lyndon. Yeah, Barry Lyndon. <laughs> I've heard really good That's things about most, that from no, like it's cinephiles. Good. It's, just, it's his most trying. Movie, oh, okay. Are you talking about Scorsese? Oh uh, no. Oh, uh, say I haven't seen that. So okay. Yeah, I was like, I thought I saw really all Scorsese's trying. movies. I'd say the most trying was the um, the one with uh, the dude playing Jesus Christ. Uh, really, That's the like Last Temptation of Christ. Right. Yeah, but he also like loved slackers, and I, it was really yeah, hard for me, or slacker, and that was really hard for me to get through because there's no plot. Yeah. So I mean. It's just a generational thing. Yeah, one thing I've noticed ever since I started trying to write screenplays is I can't stand movies that don't have a plot. Like, if it's just stuff happening, I get so just detached. Uh, here's a challenge for anyone. Try and watch that movie Slacker and not get bored because the entire movie is uh, the idea is that it's supposed to be like one long shot, but it's like, so it starts off with a dude getting out, into a taxi out of an airport in Austin, and it goes from him to the guy in the taxi to, like, it literally the entire movie is two minute to five minute uh, dialogues between people, and the, the characters constantly change. Sounds like Drew's personal hell. I can yeah, see it yeah. in his face. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I hated Boyhood, too, though, so I mean. I, yeah, I like Days and Confused, though. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, well, no yeah. one's gonna argue with that. But here's the thing: like that movie is like Kevin Smith's favorite movie, and it's the reason he made Clerks and all that. And I'm like, all right, that's cool, but you're the re- you, Clerks is why I want to make movies, so maybe I should watch it and respect it. And I'm like, I just, yeah, so I can't, can't sit through it. it. I fast forwarded a lot of that movie. Speaking of movie, uh, I was thinking about this today. Did you see Aloha ever? Because no. we were talking. You've been talking about the one. I, I don't know if I should watch it. I finally watched it, and it wasn't as bad as everyone said it was. I mean, it wasn't great, but you know, it was okay. I think that's the thing that talk, which is weird because I rarely, if ever, let reviews sway me that much. Like if I want. To go see something, I'll go see it. But then, like the feedback from Aloha was, I was just like, I don't know if I can commit to this. I think yeah. everyone thought it was going to be like a super bad in Hawaii, and it was just like a movie. Yeah. So maybe well, that I mean, was like Cameron Crowe has made uh, like Singles is a movie I just saw for the first time recently. I fucking love that. I'm surprised people aren't always talking about that. I don't. Know, anyway, let's get back that's on like, track. <laughs> we derailed a little bit. Uh, where are we? Thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Thirteen. Uh, like I said, the, was it Bridge of Spies? No. Thirteen is I missed out on Bridge of Spies. <laughs> oh, you should see yes, that. It's did. fucking great. Did you watch it too? Yeah. Oh, did you I love loved it? it? I loved it. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Oh, I assume it'll be coming up in Rob's list. It is on my list. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll table that for now. Um, we'll number 13, it. Kingsman. Secret yeah, that's Woo, awesome. I love that movie. From Uncle. That was oh, that was my first one for the year. You know, uh, to preface that, I feel like Deadpool's getting a lot of the like R-rated like superhero comic book like fame, but it's like if it wasn't for Kick-Ass or Kingsman, I don't think we would have gotten a Deadpool. Right. Cuz Kick-Ass and Kingsman are two rated R comic book movies that do it right and then like right. Deadpool came and smashed the, the box office but obviously just because he has a huge fan base but I'm like Kingsman was like one of the most under talked about underrated yeah. movies uh, I mean last you're talking year. about just like a fun movie to watch it's a like, superhero movie? it's, it's, it's a, a comic, comic book oh but the difference I mean there's no superheroes it's, it's just kind of a comic yeah no. <laughs> or it's super kind of like, it's, I mean it's it's not as over the top but it's very much like um, a lot of Roger Moore's Bond movies it, it is over a top and I think it's like a satire on that. It's kind of like James Bond meets Harry Potter too, because it's like they go to spy school essentially. Which I I can't believe no one thought of that. But you know why? Like he did that part so perfectly because he just got done making X Men First Class. So like that's kind of Matthew Vaughn has has slowly developed. I don't know about slowly. I don't want to be a dick about it, but has like developed a a style that is like all his own now. Mm -hmm. And in a a world where everyone's making the same movies, although he's doing something different with that Eddie the Eagle movie. I want to see that. I want to see that one. I don't know what to expect out of that. What is? I saw the preview for it, and I'm confused. I don't know. It's just, I, from what I can, I only saw that one trailer. It's just a guy who probably goes to the Olympics for skiing and does like jumps or something. Yeah, but, but it sold me because it's got Hugh Jackman in it, and I love Hugh Jackman. Yeah, so it, it just kind of looks like a run in the mill. It looks like a feel good story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it my time. Yeah. Kingsman though was great. I loved I loved Samuel Jackson in it, even though a lot of people didn't like that. I, <laughs> Colin Firth was fucking it. great, right? right? I mean yeah. that that scene Michael with um, too, I forgot about that. Yeah. Freebird and like the, yeah, the church scene excellent. like made that movie. I was like, this oh, yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Like, we were seen in the theater, just being like, fuck yeah! Like every once in a while you're in a movie, they're like, this rules. That speech that Sam Jackson gives about like, oh well, at this point in the spy movie, the villain says this. Thing yeah, and yeah. I was like, when he died, I was like, oh man. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm so bummed now. Yeah, that reminded me of like a. No, he's not even in the movie. It reminded me of Children of Men for some reason, the way that, that whole scene played out. Where it's oh, because like, it was a one mm, long take? Yeah. yeah. Not to mention, too, the obvious thing at the end where she's like, hey, you complete this mission. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was great. You know why I saw that movie? Because Robert was like, some girl let him bone her in the ass because of that. And I was like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that rarely happens. Well, I was reading, too, that the whole thing of it, that was supposed to be a joke on like the, the old timey James Bond movies where it would end like, or like even in, was it, is it North by Northwest where it ends with them in the, they're in the, in the train and it goes in the tunnel. It's implying that they're going to fuck afterwards. <laughs> right, exactly. So it's like, it's like, let's just cut the jokes. Is that a hit movie? Yeah. Okay, yeah. We don't need to do this through dialogue. Let's just show it on the screen. It's going to happen. 
Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what number I because I'm all screwed up. Oh, I'm the Kingsman. I think they're, make, they're doing a sequel, he though. just did 13. I right. think so that means you're on 12. I'm not sure. Because well, well, there's yeah, a bunch of the same ones. but So the next on my list, whatever number it is, is Jurassic World, which... Uh, I have to preface by saying is I feel like that should have been your fifteen. It's not a, it's not an excellent movie, but I enjoyed it, and yeah. it, it was I was wa- I was watching the movie, and it, it just was a reminded flick. me of yeah. See, see, people always say this about the fucking Transformers movies. We're like, oh, it's just fun. You can escapism in popcorn movies. I'm like, no, it's too bad. I can't handle it. But with the Jurassic Park, I don't know. If Wait, it's which movies they said about? Uh, the Transformers, Transformers movies. Oh, for some reason, I heard Fast and Furious. I'm like, I can get down with that. I feel the same way. <laughs> They're so bad, but I, I love don't them. like those movies either. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know I what the appeal is. Really? Uh, the new one at Kurt Russell and Jason Statham. I was like, I will watch this. <laughs> but uh, I don't know the Jurassic World. Like, I just really enjoyed it. I had a good. I had a fun time with it. I uh, I don't know if it's nostalgia. I guess because it's yeah. essentially a remake of the first movie. It's a big nostalgia. I really thing couldn't. I couldn't get super into it. But no, I couldn't. The kids were a problem. Yeah, that was my problem. Well, uh, before we move on with that, because uh, I just want to make a comment. When we walked out of Deadpool, I saw like 40 kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that really upset me. Like, cause, uh, it's a kids movie, really. Why would that upset you? Me and Jimmy went to see Watchmen and there was a bunch of kids in the theater. I'm right. like, there's superheroes they're raping each other. Right, this kid's right, going to be in therapy. 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 Not only that, there's, a, like there's a six foot six guy with a huge blue dick. Like... Right. So, yeah, which you don't like. And not only is he on the screen a lot, he's never wearing clothes. Yeah. And not only that, like they literally. Which if I <laughs> they had a guy just do the same thing. There but. was there was someone's <laughs> job on that. Said this nine inch white one. So. <laughs> I'm stealing this from like a comedian or something. But it's like there's a guy's job on that movie, literally just to animate the dude's dick swinging <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> the entire movie, like the nature of dick swinging and <laughs> <laughs> the science. I actually wrote my thesis on that. <laughs> as a as an Irish white man, uh, that dude had like a nine inch or flaccid. So that's just. Here, anyway, I can't really defend my position on Jurassic World. Maybe it does belong lower on the list. I you know why I you put it on the list? Because it was it's a nostalgia higher. movie. Yeah, I just enjoyed it. I also felt like this wasn't... I'll say this right now. It wasn't that good of a year for movies. I, a lot of people were saying 2015 was a hallmark year. I disagree. No. I was disappointed by a lot of stuff I saw this year. The one thing I will say in defense of it was the, the scene with the first scene with Chris Pratt and the Raptors. Yeah, and my yeah. head was like, I have to buy into this scene, otherwise the movie... And I think about what we talked about on a previous podcast. I was literally saying, I was like, that movie just cut those two kids out. That was yeah. unnecessary. No, there's, there's, Completely yeah, yeah. unnecessary because you're on board because of Chris Pratt. Yeah. And I've said this before, but here's the problem. He wasn't uh, famous at that point. They, they, when they started, they filming started it. making Jurassic World right after Guardians of the Galaxy, and for whatever dumb reason, they couldn't figure out, oh, that movie's going to be fucking huge. So they so they didn't take advantage of having Chris Pratt in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, was Guardians of the Galaxy 15? Uh, that was late 14, 14 right? 14, I think. Yeah. That was yeah. on my list. But even think. given your argument, couldn't they have just written those parts good? They could have, but I don't they, see they, how they chose not to. Now, here, here's my, my, my question, though, is Colin Trevorrow, the guy who directed that, is now slated to do episode nine of Star Wars, and I'm like, do, what, did he really, did yeah. he earn that? Because, like, visually, yeah, there's not that much going on in Jurassic so. Park, not like Ryan Johnson, who's doing <clears throat> the, the sort of the Empire Strikes Back of the of the new trilogy, right. and it's like, well, he's fucking great. I mean, he made Looper. Like, I, the I, thing I, that sucks about that is Looper when you talk, I, I'll talk to people, especially in my work, there's a lot of weird Star Wars fans that are, like, in the office, I'm like, you know, like, that's... Entirely against Christianity, Jedi is a religion, right? And like, it's a good, it's a good story. I'm like, all right, whatever. But uh, I was like, you know, Ryan Johnson's doing number eight, right? And they're like, who? And I'm like, oh fuck, like, right. <laughs> like only my favorite director, like Jesus, <laughs> literally who? <laughs> for any, again, for anyone who hasn't seen it, watch Brick by Ryan Johnson. It's also, an the Brothers amazing Bloom movie. Is another, Brothers Bloom. Everything is, he's done is great. I mean, yeah, Looper. I feel Looper. like he, people are pretty, pretty split on that. But I like Looper. It's a good I, watch. I, do, I bought yeah, it on Blu-ray. That's which is a hallmark of whether or not I like a movie. I so. think uh, when he gets famous, I think Brick will be on Criterion if it's not already. Yeah, that would like, be an excellent movie to have a Criterion. Mm. 
Have you seen Brick? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, that. dude, it's I've got it's so Joseph Gordon-Levitt when he was just That's making... That's what started our love affair with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Like, <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt hasn't done anything good in a while. I mean, maybe... The, I haven't the seen The Night, night before, before was actually but a really good movie. We walked across the Twin Towers. Don't, my man, no! <laughs> we all I really about that enjoyed it. <laughs> I feel like just That's the trailer awesome. for The Walk and his weird so shit bad. French impression made yeah, me hate him. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. Robert Zemeckis is another person who's just like, what are you doing, dude? Like, But anyway, it's basically... It's a high school noir movie where the main character is based... Stay with me. Stay with me. Just, like, stay with I, me. Don't think Drew, I don't think Drew would like it because I don't think he would buy into the concept because there's a lot of... It, it, it's You really have to like Wait, which movie suspend your disbelief. Uh, Brick. Oh, okay. And the the name Brick refers to a brick of cocaine, but uh, um, it's basically just like a murder mystery. and It's set in like a high school area in... Um, Palo Alto, Palo Alto? Yeah, I think so. um, in California, it's got Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it, and uh, when he was like really, like basically just coming off of um, his Thirty Rock, Third Rock from the Sun. I almost said Thirty Rock. Yeah, Thirty Rock from the Sun. Thirtieth Rock from the Sun. He just came off that, and uh, the main, the director and the writer, well, he's also the writer, loves like Cowboy Bebop, so the, he looks like Ooh. Spike from Cowboy Bebop, and like dresses like him. And he and, specifically talks about it in the commentary how that yeah. was a huge influence on the movie too. Yeah, and then Akira as well. Yeah. So uh, watch that movie. You'll love it. It'll be on your top uh, 2017 list, even though it didn't come out then. But uh, let's, right. let's move it forward. Yeah, well, what's I've, next? I've cheated, I've cheated with one of my 2015s anyway, so maybe I'll cheat with that one. <laughs> um, all right, number 12. I'm a little surprised I didn't put this one a little higher, but Southpaw. Southpaw was great. I, Southpaw. Yeah. I didn't put it on my list. Maybe Fantastic. Maybe go in the place of Jurassic Park. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. It we, was cool. It upset me that... Uh, uh, fuck, I always forget his name. Um... Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal didn't get a nod at all, even for yeah. Nightcrawler, oh, and he didn't get one for Southpaw. In both of those movies, oh, he was so he was that character. Yeah. yeah, dude, Nightcrawler was a hell of a movie. That, that really got. I feel like Drew would love that movie actually. Yeah. I remember seeing Nightcrawler, and I wanted to immediately go see it again. That's the one where yeah. the dude just takes pictures of crimes or something. It's uh, a lot more complicated than that. Yeah. When you it's watch basically imagine if Dennis from It's Always Sunny found out that you can make a lot of money by filming accidents, <laughs> and and then <laughs> it's just that. But not funny. <laughs> no, well, it's a little funny. There's parts of it that are funny. <laughs> just like, just imagine like a, a more uh, sociopathic like Dennis. Southpaw though, who, who's the guy? Who's the guy that trains him? I always forget Forrest his name. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, he's great he in that. Movie. Almost cried in that movie when yeah. uh, he's talking about the one kid that died. I was like, right. oh shit! He, like Forrest Whitaker's only on the screen maybe 20 minutes in that movie out of a two-hour movie, and I'm like, yeah, he was easily the best character. See, other than Jake. The whole Oscar's so white. Controversy. When people talk about that, they usually are talking about uh, Straight Outta Compton or or Will Smith and Concussion. But like, honestly, dude, Forrest Whitaker fucking nailed it in yeah. that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he should have got a Best Supporting Actor nom, I think, or not not nom. I well, think, I guess it's the same thing technically. <laughs> I think kind of too. The other reason, and I think you guys brought this up in the podcast in one of the earlier episodes. But the reason why I probably didn't put it higher was because of just the name of the character, like Billy Hope. Oh like, my god! Yeah, yeah, that you was just know already the trajectory. <laughs> of what's going to happen with this character. And you know what? I, like, I want to say... Uh, but I, it's I, a foreshadowing that's unnecessary. Right. When I finally sat down and watched Creed, I was just like, this is a, this is a good movie, but I, Southpaw is a better movie, I think. Like, I will say this, that Michael B. Jordan guy is like definitely going to be a famous actor. Yeah. I heard like I heard like Creed probably resonates better if you've seen all the Rocky movies and really loved all yeah. the Rocky movies. I don't love all of them, Only but I love... fulfill those two conditions. It's Some hard to love all of them. <laughs> yeah, so they're not all there's, great. There's a lot of... The first three, are, and, then, and then Rocky Balboa... Are, I haven't seen Balboa, actually. It's a good one. I, I would recommend it. It's a little weird watching it now because it feels like the final movie and then they make, made another one, so you're like, oh. You know why I watched Rocky was because I, I watched Eddie Murphy Raw at Aunt Dot's house <laughs> yeah. like, when I was 12. We were we were in the living room and it was uh, on Comedy Central, like unrated after dark or whatever. And they start playing Eddie Murphy, sorry, pardon me, Eddie Murphy Raw. 
And my whole family's to the right of us. Like six of my my grandma, my aunt, my uncle, my mom, my dad, my other aunt, and my other uncle are like at the kitchen table playing cards. And we have full volume Eddie Murphy raw. And he's talking about like Bill Cosby. You start taking a shit, and and this immediately we were immediately on board. We were like, okay. He's like, like yeah, my, my favorite thing to do is like is to show that to people who are like, oh, I don't like Eddie Murphy. It's like, watch this. Yeah, anybody that's out there that like, it's like forgot it, how Eddie Murphy used to be. They didn't know it existed until like 90. Video. That's yeah. why they don't like that it. That and Delirious is another good one, too. Delirious yeah, is amazing. I think Raw might be my favorite just because yeah. we watched that. And like the opening has Samuel Jackson in it randomly. He's, also, like, he's like just yeah, making yeah. fart noises. And he's like, only Samuel Jackson's laughing. <laughs> I love the part where he's talking about his dad worked at the toy, the toy yes. factory. He's like, he's he's like, like crying. He's like, red, left fist blue. That's actually that's how me and Mario became. We were, like, we were wearing Hot Wheels tracks for belts. Like, <laughs> well, he talks about the Slinky, and his dad's like crying. He's like Slinky. <laughs> Do you remember when he's talking? He's about like, he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, I got McDonald's, and then like his mom's like, he's like, all right, ha- hand me the uh, tomato. He's like, a tomato? There's no tomato in a hamburger. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, then like he's like, hand me the hand me the bread, and he's like, that's white bread, mom. That's not a hamburger <laughs> that's bun. Hamburger bun? Like, oh my god, oh. the struggle. Yeah, it, well, then the, just the favorite. He's like, uh, he's like, you know how I put food on the table? I gotta take the Legos from the factory and boil them and melt them down so they're soft so you can eat them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I love it. I love that special. I want to watch that now, especially, <laughs> especially because he he totally called Bill Cosby out. Yeah, no, yeah, and, he like, was even in today's context, it's it's so fucking hilarious because right. he's like he's like he said. Uh, he called up. Uh, he basically called Richard up Pryor, and he's like, "Tell that motherfucker, tell that motherfucker to have a coconut smile and shut the fuck up." Like, yeah, <laughs> that's great. Stuff, uh, but yeah. uh, oh, I did want to say too, Southpaw has that that fucking scene where uh, he's like, after after his wife's dead. Spoilers, it's in the trailer. Right. And he's like in the shower, and he's just like sitting there, and he's like, "Is anybody there?" And it's like, "Oh my god, that was fucking like his right. performance in that is so good." Yeah, it's I think the, the camera work in that scene too is pretty, yeah. pretty, mm-hmm. pretty good. I'm just like, when is that guy going to get an Oscar? Uh, I mean, has he won yet or no? No, he hasn't even ever gotten nominated ever. I mean, he continues to put out good work regardless. Yeah. So. I think at this point it's like a joke. Like, I don't think, uh, maybe Leonardo DiCaprio really does care. I don't know. Please he, let Leo have the Oscar this some, year, for Christ's sake. They haven't done it yet? No. no. In all the movies he's it's made. Like, no, I mean, when did they do the Oscars? I feel like it's this weekend. This, this weekend, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, always the weekend after the Grammys. It's the Super Bowl of Grammys Oscars. That's weird. I never thought about that. It's like Martin Scorsese, right? He never gets an Oscar and then Departed. I feel like The Departed was because nothing else came out that year. It's also one of his best movies, though. People always say that, but I'm like, dude, The Departed is such a good movie, though. I I enjoyed The Departed. But let's be real. Raging Bull? Yeah, but I'm just saying, he he drops The Departed in, in, what, 2007? In a time where, like... Any other director would have their career would have been over for years right. at that point, and he made something that yeah, was not only a great movie but culturally relevant, and like mm-hmm. a movie that's on TV constantly that everybody's seen, that everybody loves, except for Drew because I could see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me put it in, let me put it in context I feel like for you. You would love that movie if you saw it, though. It's fucking great. What is it? It's uh, the Departed. You don't know what that's about? Uh-uh. Oh Jesus! That's good. <laughs> so like, what? Uh, taxi <laughs> Driver. Taxi There's Driver a, came out in like 1976. I'm not gonna explain it to you because yeah. everyone listening then, knows that movie. Okay. <laughs> I've bragged about it many times. I did like. A 45-minute presentation on Taxi Driver, but uh, so like here, just to give you an example, like he makes Raging Bull in like what 1970, 1972, no, something. That was 1980. It was 19. It was I later was on. Okay, yeah, yeah. I got it backwards. But anyway, so he doesn't even get nominated for that, but he's in The Godfather Part Two, which is an amazing movie, and gets Best Actor over John Wayne, even though he's only in the first 30 minutes and doesn't speak any English. So you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I mean, like, let's be real. Too, Raging like, Bull is just like one of the best movies of all time. It's just un- you can't deny it, and like he didn't even. Yeah. Lovely. And then you have movies like Goodfellas, Casino is amazing. Um, 
uh, Mean Streets is an amazing movie. You like, know what else pissed me off? Speaking of Scorsese and his his long career of not getting Oscars, uh, the same year that Taxi Driver came out uh, was the same year that Deer Hunter came out and um, and have you watched Deer Hunter? Midnight yet? Express, and I saw Midnight Express, and I was just like, this one, like this is not that great of a movie. Like, I I don't know. It's some of those some of those Oscar. If you look back in the days, there's a lot of movies where you're like, what? I well, like, <laughs> Crash? I mean, really? Did that movie deserve? Like, there was already a Cronenberg movie named Crash that's a far better movie than that. It's also more fucked up. Yeah, but, well, it's Cronenberg. But yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Took the words Wait, is that off. that movie where they get off by going Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. They fuck, like, open wounds and shit. Sick. What? All right, so next on my list was... <laughs> Jumping off of that. Next, I had Man From U.N.C.L.E. and then Kingsman. And then after that, uh, Straight Outta Compton is on there. Didn't you uh, just watch that like today? I just watched that today. But wow. goddamn, did I love that movie. Just like... Agree with me or disagree? The first hour and 45 minutes are killer, and then like the last, it kind of tapers off. And I then... completely disagree. Really? I, the, to me, I was much... See, I even wrote this on the review that I did on Letterboxd. was like, the problem is this movie could never possibly be long enough to include all of the major moments of the whole like west coast hip-hop like 90s because it's like they just start getting to like tupac shows up for like less than five minutes like uh snoop dogs in it for like less than five minutes and you're like i also the guy they got to play tupac uncanny dude i dude there was some fucking great hologram (laughs) (laughs) there's a literally a guy who got the role in that movie because he was on twitter and he has like really similar eyebrows to tupac and that's why he looks like he does because eyebrow has really or eyebrow uh tupac has very thick eyebrows eyebrows really thick tupac yeah (laughs) I will say though the guy that got put to play Snoop Dogg did not look like him at all, but sounded exactly like. Him. But here's the thing: I almost you're thinking like, of Snoop Dogg now. Snoop Dogg looked yeah. like that back in the day when they made the Chronic. But um, I don't know. As a guy who just who loves '90s hip hop, like you're watching that, and all I could think was like, this should have been a TV show. This should have been like that new vinyl show that just came out, mm-hmm. where it's like a because they could have. Oh, the only started with yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I'm Ooh, excited to watch okay. that. Yeah. The only problem, and I, I get why they did it the way they did it, because it's it's about NWA. It's <laughs> not about it's not about uh, you know Snoop Dogg or, or or Tupac or whatever. But to me, that's the more interesting story. Is once you. it like once you lay that's down fair. the groundwork with NWA, <laughs> then the whole West Coast fair. East Coast thing happens. Exactly. And I and I hope that because of that movie came out, made so much money, and was critically acclaimed. Make another one, right? Yeah, I'm hoping that they're like, oh, there's an audience for this, and maybe we'll see. Because eventually, I. Love to see a Wu Tang movie. Like I think that'd be fucking great. Yeah. Although I don't know that they had such a, uh, uh, I don't know if they had like a, a narrative that led, lends itself as well to a movie. I think the dog pound will be really interesting because they're doing one with uh, Snoop Dogg, Tupac. Well, he's not a part of that. I heard they're making a Tupac movie, which they've yeah. been making for, again, also with the NWA movie. I've been following the the development of that since it first started because like I I liked Ice Cube on, on Facebook like back when I first joined and I remember him talking about oh we're in talks with F. Gary Gray to direct this movie and I was like oh that's gonna be cool and then you know why that movie, movie didn't like, get oh, a nod though my son and all this stuff and like it, it is political but the movie the reason that movie didn't get a nod is because that's the first like serious movie that director's ever made he's the guy that wrote and or he he co-wrote uh, Friday with Snoop or with Ice Cube. And he There's made like all in that those... movie where he's writing Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So like that's why that I'm pretty sure he's just not respected because that's all he's made is like those comedy like well, hip hop movies. Dude, I, I gotta say, I mean, that guy like knocked it out of the park though. Like visually, it's fucking great. Like it, it looks. <laughs> also, like the, the guy they got to play Easy E is really. Yeah, good. I was gonna say the. I mean the uh, what's his name? O'Shea uh, is it O'Shea Jackson? Is that his name? The guy uh, Ice Cube's son. 
Um, he, like, looks yeah, and yeah. acts just like Ice Cube does a fucking great job. And he's he does really the Ice great, Cube stare. He's but like, I gotta say, uh, whoever it is that the, the Robert De Niro stare, almost. whoever it is that played Eazy-E fucking killed it in that movie, though. Like you really, like you believe that's a real person. I mean, he was, but I mean, like the, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. <laughs> it's almost it's, like Jake Gyllenhaal. Paul Giamatti was great character. in it too. Like, yeah. yeah, damn, the whole cast, and then the guy that plays uh, Doctor Dre, dude, the guy that played uh, Suge Knight though, fucking nailed it too. Like that, all that shit was interesting too. I love how the movie ends with him. He's like. He's like, hey, I'm quitting. He's like, what are you going to call your, your, your new production company? He's just like, Aftermath. And then it cuts to credits and then, like, shows this montage of, like, all their careers and how far they've gone. You even see, like, him, the commercial for Beats headphones and all this stuff. It was oh, fucking man. great. I loved it, dude. At any point, did he run anyone over in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't come until many years later. Oh, I see. But, um, well, I was reading on the Wikipedia article. Apparently, a lot of people were upset because, like, they didn't portray the fact that, like, Dr. Dre beat the shit out of a lot of women. In, in his early days. To so. be fair, they all did. So, I, well, yeah. But here's the problem. Yeah, yeah I'm, like, I'm like, surprise, surprise. That's, that's not in a movie, the movie that was yeah, produced by Dr. Dre and Ice Cube. Yeah, yeah. As, a, uh, as a PR agent, and they probably didn't have one, the best thing you can do to people going, hey, he used to beat me up is nothing. Don't address it. He's yeah. like, he came out and on Twitter, which is not a professional thing to do, and was like, yeah, I'm sorry I did that. And she's like, okay, well, say sorry to my face and also to the six other women you did that too. And he's like, nah. <laughs> like, if no one's going to make me. But also, like, what a... It's just like she wants like it's just a cash cow move like you're not gonna uh, dr dre has a career and you're not gonna influence in any way you're not gonna fuck it up by going oh he used to hit women anyway if Sorry. you're even slightly interested in that movie definitely watch it, it it's oh like, yeah it's, it's like it. goodfellas and 90s hip-hop put together it's so fucking great when, it, when they when they first announced it and i was like oh how cool they're doing a documentary about nwa and then it was like wait it's a biopic and i was like slightly disappointed oh uh, really i still wanted to go see it but I it, it, it exceeded my expectations there's especially because i knew it was cut. the director of friday i was like oh okay there's a director's cut coming which i haven't seen which mm. is closer to three hours and i'm curious to see okay. what they didn't or what maybe they cut I, out in the original <clears throat> I, mean, I know that, that again, Drew's personal hell. Because the reason we didn't see it in the theater was like, Drew was like, two hours and 30 minutes? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was it to say? Oh, Paul Giamatti's character, though, like, they did a really good job of making him seem like he was a friendly character. I know. Because I didn't know that, that that happened. And, yeah, like, he ends up being the bad guy. And I was like, oh, like, because they had that scene where he's like, you can't do this to, like, my, my people or whatever because yeah. they're dressed like thugs or whatever. That was a great scene, too. Just really well written and really well performed. Mm-hmm. Like, also, the bus scene was really intense. Yeah, shit. That was great, too. That's a fucking great movie, dude. Yeah. I'm glad I watched it because I almost didn't. I was like, but I was like, I better watch this before the thing because I have a feeling, cause just from hearing about it, that it's it was going to be, yeah. yeah. Do you think the fact that you watched it so recently, maybe could be. Place. It could be. No, because he, really I had told him so that. Much, not at all, because I had told him that it wasn't as good as everyone's saying, and then he saw it, and it is as good as everyone's saying. I just haven't. I'll, I will, I'll give it this praise, which is, is high praise for me. Uh, whenever I watch a movie on my computer, I have one window open of the movie and one window of me just doing whatever. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point where I just closed the other thing and watched the movie and just sat back and enjoyed it. Like so. This is easily going to be a two parter, by the way. We're already at an hour. Oh, so. are you, you going to. Yeah, no, no. We're, yeah, I'm going to edit it, but don't worry. I'm not trying to go anywhere. All right. But. Anyway. Um, Anyway, <laughs> my, num- my number 11, which did not make a splash at all, as far as I know, The Gift. Oh, I haven't seen that either. Well, I haven't even heard of it. What is what, this? Uh, it's, it's Joel Ed- Edgerton. Edgerton, how do you say his name? I don't know. Oh, it's Joel Edgerton. Right. Yeah, I like he, that guy. Uh, directed, co-produced, and wrote this movie, and it's him and... He's Jason the guy Bateman. from Warrior, right? Is he, He's yeah. an actor? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I love that guy. And it's with Jason Bateman, too, and it's... Oh, okay, I have heard of this movie. Yeah, where he shows up randomly... And starts giving gifts and shit, yeah. The name. What's going on here? Oh, is that the... Oh, that's the suspense movie, right? Right. Oh, okay. It was done really, really well, and once you find out... I don't think I want to give it away, but once you find out... I know the twist, and it's a good movie. I'm going to watch that, yeah. I shouldn't have done that, though. I don't know why I always do that to myself. Well, at first, the twist, like... 
when I was watching it and they reveal what happened, I thought, really? And then I kind of thought about it a little bit and I was like, well, this, this, what happens to him? You know what the hell with it? Spoilers. Basically, <laughs> basically you find out um, Jason Bateman back in high school was like a huge bully, technically still is uh, at the point in the movie. And he spread this rumor that Joel Edgerton was gay and he had sex with his... It's like old boy kind of, right? Right. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And it basically destroys Joel, Joel Edgerton's character's life. He doesn't bounce back from it at all. And so the, at first you're thinking, well, Jesus, you know, I mean, I realize that's traumatic, but how, how are you still, like, hurt from this, sort of? So is this a movie about <laughs> cyberbullying? No, well, this is... Cyberbullying. This, <laughs> this was high school bullying. Right, oh. high school bullying. Oh, I see. And then you, and then you find out, uh, again, spoilers, Jason Bateman's still that guy. And then you're like, oh, see, now I see the point of why you're doing this, because Jason Bateman is still... Because he hasn't guy. learned his lesson? He hasn't yeah. learned at all. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch that now. Yeah, it's on my really list well. of, like, need to watch from 2015 still. <clears throat> I, feel, I feel bad that I just couldn't put it in my top ten. I wanted to be bold and just be like, number one, shit. It got a lot of buzz, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I'm curious to see it because, like, I'm also I find it interesting that the guy directed, starred, and like financed it himself too. That's also interesting. Yeah. Like, you like to see when like an indie maneuver like that pulls off. You know what I'm saying? Done very well. Again, Deadpool. It was like Ryan Reynolds uh, all yeah. the way. Like, that's why I think that movie's really good is because he clearly years. cared about that character. Oh, and you could feel it. Oh yeah. I guess the I was watching an interview with him, um, and he was saying that the reason he found out about Deadpool is because someone on the Blade set handed him a comic book and was like, "You're in the comic," and he goes, "What?" And uh, someone in the uh, one of the comics was like, "Deadpool, what do you look like under that mask?" And he's like, "I look like a cross between um, like Freddy Krueger and Ryan Reynolds." And like it shows a picture of what he would look like, and it's what he looks like in the movie. You know, I think the reason, and I think we said this earlier that, that I like that movie so much. You could tell they were having fun, dude. Like, yeah. They, Apparently, mean, there's just like hours and hours. It's gonna be on the DVDs of just him like ad living. Like it's easy for me to for, to I forgive any of the flaws yeah. because it's just. It, it was like when I saw it the second time, it got to a point in the movie where I was like, oh, it's almost over. And I was like, holy shit, that just flew by. Yeah, I, was, I, yeah. I was thinking that the first time I watched it, I was like, was that really two hours? Like, I could have kept watching yeah, it. Yeah, damn. Fucking great. I did want more after it was over. I was like, no. Because you sure make some more. Yeah, well, they're going to. Yeah. They, oh, they, they will because I don't know what the budget yeah, was, yeah. but apparently it's like one fifth of what a normal superhero movie is. Wow. Which you love to see that, too. Like, you love to see someone prove you don't need the budget. Like, you and can it was make a first time director, too, so. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the X Force thing. They're gonna do one more Tim and Wolverine, and then another sequel. See, by I want to see that after all the Wolverine jokes in that movie with Hugh Jackman and right. stuff. Apparently, Hugh Jackman was was together. overplaying Wolverine until this movie did good. And he's like, "Oh, I love Ryan Reynolds because they were uh, they were in another movie together, but um, like they're actually friends." So he's like, "Yeah, we'll I'll do." He, I'll do Ryan that. Reynolds interviewed him on uh, today. They just came I out and said that they're it, doing. Yeah, it was funny. I was watching it when you came in the room, and I, my phone started dying. But um. Apparently, the new Wolverine movie they're doing, like the standalone, is actually going to be rated R because of Deadpool. And I was like, right? Because the Japan, the one reason Japan would have been great if it was, it was a rated R movie. That movie's I have the that Blu-ray. movie's really good. Actually, I, I spent forty bucks on a Blu-ray just to get the unrated cut. And um, was it worth it? No, but <laughs> <laughs> you do get to hear him drop a couple f bombs, which is nice. Uh, I don't know. I just I hope that like now that Deadpool has seen so much success, like maybe they'll see like oh, there's a market for an R-rated superhero movie. Yeah, because they're, totally they're gonna have yeah, a bigger problem with uh, Wolverine though than they did with Deadpool about the R-rated thing. Yeah, because he's already been uh, in the movies for what 15, 16 but years now. But ironically, Deadpool is like really popular with little kids for some reason. Well, like Joel loves him. Yeah, 
Well, because he's, he's been so on taboo. like video yeah, games. Yeah, well, yeah, I, mean, I don't, th- I don't the know video if kids games. are going to say that, but I think that's might be. Well, and here's the thing, and, realize it, yeah, and for the other listeners, you you work at GameStop and uh, you deal with this all the time. My little brother plays Grand Theft Auto. He plays Call of Duty, and like Ooh. for anyone that's ever played, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's 11. For anyone that's ever played an online video game that has voice communication, you're gonna hear some shit. You're gonna yeah. hear every bad word it's you can ever hear. You're gonna hear racial slurs. So whenever we're like we like I'll say like shit or something in front of my parents, I'm like Joel's in the room. I'm like, oh, you have no idea. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Especially when you play GTA Five or Grand Theft Auto Five, whatever you want to call it, uh, you'll just drive by and people go shit, dick. It's like yeah. what? <laughs> Where did you get this? Like, <laughs> quick sidebar too. I remember we, when we when we bought GTA Four, maybe Vice City or one of the. It's one of the older ones. Well, let me let me tell the story because it's hilarious. My mom was like, GTA Four, isn't that the game where you can kill hookers? And I was like, no, you can kill real people too. Like, why are you concerned about hookers? Like. <laughs> My response was like, well, you don't have to kill them. Yeah. I mean, it's not like part of the game. Yeah, you, you mission one, kill this hooker. You can elect to kill those hookers. Yeah. But well, also, she's like, gonna... can't you like, pick up uh, prostitutes and have sex with them? I was like, I'm not going to do that, Mom. And then the first thing I do is like, fuck you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I paid 50 bucks to have sex and then ran her over and took my 50 bucks back. Duh. Did they make that a mission? Yeah. The there was that hot coffee awesome. thing, too. Mm-hmm. That was interesting right. when that happened. Well, uh... If it, for anyone that's a Red Dead fan, it's another sidebar. Ooh, uh, can't wait for that. They're so apparently cool. not going to E3 because they hate E3 because of the whole uh, hot coffee or whatever it's called. Uh, they're going to whatever. What's not E3, but it's like the electronics uh, CES. Like they're going oh, to CES to to something. They're doing one of those major ones uh, in either July or May. And they're going to be revealing a new trailer for Red Dead Redemption 2. So, I mean, as a guy who doesn't Which is, uh, other than L.A. Noir, my second favorite game of all time. Or no, so it goes Metal Gear Solid, L.A. Noir, Red Dead Redemption, my three favorite games of all time. Damn, so. L.A. Noir at number two. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love L.A. Noir, but that is... I, you, yeah, my I, man, I love me some crime movies. I didn't get to play L.A. Noir that... Before that game I came really out, play, uh, I, love those kind of movies. I was just like, like I, the thing I love about Rockstar is their marketing. When they know there's a game coming out, um, especially when Red Dead came out, they would have like this. There's a guy who has a really cool voice. And he's like, in Red Dead Redemption, you can do this, this, and that. Yeah. And I'm sure you've heard the voiceovers at your work and all that. But um, they did that with L.A. Noir, and they like, literally had a list on their Wikipedia pages of all the, all the movies they're based off of. And there's like the the Naked Vice case. It's based off a. Of, it's literally what the movie's called too. And it takes place in New York about like a bathtub murder and all that. And I remember watching like ten like black and white noir movies and I was like these are great and then I played the game and it's nothing but that so I have like a huge love especially like I watched um Chinatown I watched Chinatown which but I, even mm-hmm. more so I watched uh, Touch of Evil which is uh, Orson Welles uh, noir movie really and uh so easily one of my favorite movies of all time like I love that movie so uh, I have a huge love for like crime noir and all that so much so that like Gangster Squad, which everyone seems to hate, I fucking love that movie. It's like, basically, it's a modern Brian De Palma's uh, The Untouchables, which is a great movie if you haven't seen it. Sean Connery. Well, and, we need to watch it, uh, dude. I can't wait to watch that with you, like, because I've been on a De Palma I'm off lately. Friday, because Jordan's working now, so let's watch it then. I'm down. Uh, so the next movie on my list was The Revenant. Uh, which I mean, we talked about it a little bit before. Like, <coughs> I love that it made me happy that Drew loved that movie because really it's really hard to please him on movies. So it's, like, the fact that he that loved it was like, that the yes. opening half hour is so fucking enthralling that it just slows mm-hmm. to a halt after that, which is why it's well, not, basically like, once he gets strapped to the the um the bed thing and they're like, carrying him around is when it kind of slows the pace down. But like right. ultimately, like it's it's an amazing movie and it looks brilliant too. Like. And it probably again, will win Best Picture, Leonardo to be honest. Leonardo DiCaprio oh, acting yes. his ass off. Uh, uh, Tom, Hardy, Tom Hardy, even more so than... Tom yes, Hardy really did, did a better job than Leo, and that's hard to I say. He, you felt more for his character after him telling you that story 
just that, that you did for the main character. Just like, that scene where he's like, he's like, uh, pray, pray to God you'll get forgiveness. Maybe he'll forgive you. I won't. And like puts the thing in his mouth and tries to kill him. I was like, just the way he said it was perfect. I was like, yes. So which character is the Tom Hardy guy? He's the guy, the guy that has like, he, he tells the, the story guy? about the, yeah, yeah the, his skull. Like they're oh, like yeah. scalping him while he's still alive and all that. So would you, would you agree with that, Drew, as a movie pleb? I, I didn't. Well, that's kind of insulting. It's not. I don't know that uh, I ever really felt for him that much. Sidebar, though, because that reminded me of the... Well, me and Robert... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> me and Robert were driving home the other night from here, and we were listening to our own podcast. <laughs> Which is... I've never done before. And I there was some, like we do that all the time. No, we, well, the, we were just trying to hear was, the quality. We were legitimately enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we were... Uh, there was one part where you're like, oh, well, none of us are rappers, and then like me and Drew were going, whoa, whoa, now. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we both couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. So. I in the widest voice possible. I said, well, I can spit bars. Like, <laughs> <laughs> push up your glasses a little bit. You never know, dude. My next venture other than podcasting is to go and buy like 30 cent jazz albums and just start sampling oh, them for hip hop. I'd love because to see you do that. I've been to Cat's Alley and there's like 50 cents. You can just buy like an old jazz record that's really famous. There's just a lot of prints of them. And I'm like, I'll do that and just spin it. Alright, well. <laughs> dead air, dead air. There's no easy way to segue. Like, like, moving on. Um, number 10, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, yeah, fucking great. Right. Oh, my higher. man, that's my number one. Oh, my man, that's my number one. That's your yeah. number one. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I love Mad, Mad Max. Oh, I really boy. enjoy Mad Max. I just don't get why that keeps hitting number one. You know why, man? You don't get that. Because it's fucking. <laughs> because it was out of nowhere, and I, I've said this many times I mean, off the podcast, where I was like, I think the reason that movie did so well theatrically was because we've had what 15 years of Fallout. We've had Borderlands. We've had. Um, it's like we went back. To every the yeah, I eat that. Mo- most games just kind of like are ripping off uh, the Road Warrior, and like no one has seen the Road Warrior that are kids. So like Joel plays Fallout, loves it. Plays Borderlands, loves it. Hasn't seen any Mad Max movie, so this movie comes out and people go, "Oh, that looks pretty good." And people, I remember seeing on Facebook, "Oh, it's like they made a Fallout movie." It's like, no, no, it's like, no, it's like Fallout made a Mad Max game. Yeah, hang on, kids. So yeah, I think that's why that movie did really well. And like, I love uh, like car movies, like a Bullet has like, like I love Steve McQueen and Bullet and all that. And then um, anything with cars and explosions and all that. And the fact that like he made that movie. Over like 14 years, he was trying to get it made, and like, uh, like there's just so many setbacks. Like, uh, I encourage anyone to go on Wikipedia and just read the the amount of text that went into making that movie. Like, it's ridiculous. Especially like he wrote and directed it, and then submitted it to the the company that uh, was producing it. Was like, this is so good, we're gonna give you another 40 million, make it look better. So they added yeah, the scene I with the, about that the at the time and being like, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> they literally were like, this is so good that um, add another scene where they're like, because uh, I guess originally she just leaves and like, oh, uh, Furios is gone. And then they added the chase scene, which That's wasn't like originally the there. Yeah, the, the right. dust storm is like one of the only CG parts in the movie, and the only reason they added that was because they gave him a bigger budget. Everything else is actually uh, practical and real explosions. So. I stay up at night thinking about what the next movie in that series is going to look like, because it's like the money that it made and the uh, the critical acclaim that it that it got. It's like, I mean, he's got like again a license to print money, dude. Like I, I'm fucking excited to see yeah. what he's going to do. Not, I'm not shitting on it or anything. Don't get me wrong. I'm You're, major major. You're shitting on it. Yes, I'm shitting on it right now. <laughs> No, I can t- I can talk Mad Max all day. It's ex- yeah, actually it my boss like really I love I like Interstellar. I didn't love it, but my boss yeah, has a my boss bought one of those like I love the like there's an art style going on where they recreate movie posters like simplistically, mm-hmm. and he has a poster of, for Interstellar where it's like a rocket ship taking off over a barn, and the barn's barely visible and all that, and uh, it's over his desk. And since he uh, uh, resigned or whatever, I I got the 
manager position. So I'm, I bought a Mad Max poster that I'm going to hang over That's his. Cool. Nice. So I was like, this is this is my... Uh, I have that Mondo Mad Max poster I haven't framed yet, but it, like along with that Pulp Fiction one, they, they do cool shit there. Yeah, yeah. The, that company. They're making me broke. Uh, Mad Max is also on my list, but I'll talk about it when I get to it. Right. When you get to number three? Uh, well, Mad Max is great, though. Let me go on the Am I right? Shit. Number two? So next on mine is Inside Out, which uh, I have to preface, what? but yeah, holy, let me preface this by saying I was faded as fuck when I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went, okay, I went with Jimmy, who I didn't know was on a date. I oh, showed oh, up oh, and he was like, hey, I'm here with this girl. And I was like, oh, hey, um, oh, okay. Hold on. To be honest, neither did she. Oh. Not sure about that. But, uh, boom. Officer. Like <laughs> by the end You're of under that arrest, movie, Jimmy. I, I don't know how many of you guys saw that movie, but by the end of that movie, dude, I was bawling. I was trying so hard. I was like literally wiping tears from my face. Like, don't look at me. Oh God, don't look at me. It was the it same thing happened so hard. when me and Rob saw 50-50 in theaters. I was like, Rob, don't don't look at Rob. Like the the scene where he goes into the surgery or whatever. I don't know why that movie really strikes a chord with me because of the family situation. I don't so, know what it is. I've said this before, but like I never cry in real life, even when really super sad shit happens. But at the movies, it's like uh, it hits me so hard for some. You reason. still haven't seen Warrior, but two movies that will get me every time is Fifty Fifty. The scene where he's in the Jeep that I actually own, like the same model, and he like screams and blows his uh, vocal cords out. Oh. That gets me uh, teared up. The scene where his dad actually remembers who he is before he goes into the surgery, and then in Warrior, when uh, it's, the national starts playing, and it's uh, that one I'll song. That song about today. Yeah, about today. Uh, and then he breaks his brother's arm or whatever. Like, and then the, he literally like submits finally, and then they walk out together, and he gets arrested and all that. That, that movie makes me cry every time. And I've I seen it like seen twenty it yet, times. I'm, I'm not prepared for that emotional journey. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, who is it? Is it Nick Nolte's in that movie? Have you yeah. seen Warrior? I haven't seen it. Uh, it's Nick it's uh, Tom Hardy, Joel Egerton, I think Nick Nolte, it's and then um, yeah. a few other really good actors. That movie uh, deserves more praise than it gets because it's a it's a martial arts like UFC fighting movie, but it's, it's not about that at all. Really well done UFC movie. Yeah, like really well done. Like Tom Hardy kills it in that movie, and then his uh, basically uh, a quick like synopsis or synopsis is a uh, you have Joel Egerton who's a science teacher, and he was like the younger he's the older brother of Tom Hardy, and Tom Hardy's like uh, was an Olympic wrestler and was like undefeated. He has like over like a hundred uh, wrestling wins. Confirmed kill. Yeah, <laughs> so he has over a hundred wrestling wins. Uh, their mom dies of cancer, so he joins the military. Hey, my bad. I was trying to like nonchalantly. Well, you yeah, uh, fucked it up. I was going to pee without anybody noticing. Okay, Robert's going to pee. So anyway, he joins the Marines after his mom dies of cancer. Uh, Joel Eckerton stays behind with the dad. The dad's an alcoholic and all that, so he becomes a science teacher. He was like a, a wrestler too, not nearly as good. And uh, while he's in Iraq, uh, apparently like a tank hits a mine and flips upside down, and he, with all of his adrenaline, rips a steel door off the tank and then uh, walks away from his uh, position. So what are, you, what are you going AWOL? AWOL. Yeah. So he goes AWOL, comes back, and starts wrestling again, and they both end up, uh, spoiler, they both end up fighting each other in the grand finals of like this million-dollar championship but like that sounds like such a lame plot, but it's done so well, and like the characters, the characters' development is so good that like I love that movie. Damn. So, uh, highly recommend that movie. Warrior, Joel Egerton, Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy alone, you should watch it. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's Literally, good enough reason, honestly. If you haven't, if you don't like Tom Hardy, watch Bronson. You'll love it. Have you seen Bronson? No. Oh, dude, that movie is only like an hour and twenty minutes, and it's like. It's a uh, Nicholas winning Refn who did Drive and uh, Only God Forgives and uh, Valhalla, which is another great movie no one ever talks about. Uh, watch that movie. Yeah, I just watched that recently and loved it. So. Uh, Valhalla is uh, with the Mads Mikkelsen who plays uh, what's the guy? Uh, he I plays Anthony about, Hopkins' character from Hannibal in the show. He plays Hannibal. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the titular Hannibal. Yeah, that guy. That guy kills it in that movie. 
But anyway, let's move forward. Let's move on now. So it was nine, right? We're on nine? Sure. Uh, I'm not sure. I skipped a couple because we had the same ones. Well, yeah. Well, I guess I should probably state real quick then. Uh, Inside Out made number eight on my list. Is it really that good? Like both of you? I enjoyed it. I loved it. I don't know, man. It really hit me. It kind of like, it kind of snuck up on me, I would say. Yeah. And then uh, Revenant. I have to watch it now. I showed the preview to my three and a half year old nephew. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I already know where this is going. He's a diva. Do you want to see this? And he said, no. no. <laughs> and I was like, good, me neither. <laughs> this is good the same man. kid, by the way, who loves Toy Story, right? He loves Toy Story, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, 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 it was a surprise. Uh, I think he just likes to say no, to be honest, but same. he's three and a half. But number, uh, he's a Trump supporter, is what you're saying? Apparently so. Okay. <laughs> number nine on mine um, was uh, Sicario. That's another great one. Dude, that might be my number one, honestly. It was Mad Max, Sicario, and um, The Revenant, I think, are like top three for me. I no, a, I, I'm, I, have, I have a dissenting opinion on that. I did not like that movie at all. I didn't at first, and in retrospect, I'm shocked. I actually made a note of it specifically. I was like, how could I give this movie a 6-5 out of 10 after the first showing? Did you have to rewatch it or something? I did. I had uh, to see it a second time, and then I was like... So what, what did you miss the first time? It wasn't something you... that I missed. It's just like I sat through the movie, and I thought, what the hell is the point of this movie? That, like, What's yeah. the overall point? Right. And then I just realized... It's just about being naive, I think. Right. Exactly, and and like uh, I I had a really like my teacher for my film class was just a he was a Russian literature major and he didn't really know anything about film so like the class was really no he was a really cool guy he even admitted like I I haven't taught a film class before I just like movies and I was like all right so the class was only eight people so it was me two other dudes yeah and I and we basically me and the two other dudes who were also like cinephiles were like teaching the class for him huh. so I got a lot of extra credit like, I didn't even show up to like the last six classes except for the last one I and I still had an A plus yeah it was he's like if anyone wants to bring in a friend we have. 80 seats and there's eight of us Jeez. so yeah uh after like reading the chapter on like just uh cinematography like i that's like all i watch now when i watch movies like some people watch acting some people like the music the score if you will like i the just sicario on alone just uh, the 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 director of photography did a, an amazing job like the opening scene when like they're in the the house and the uh, and they're talking about like all the bodies in the wall and it starts yes. to pan yeah, slowly mm-hmm. and it's the only worthwhile scene. Yeah, it, I mean I can't disagree or agree yeah. with you because I love that movie uh, where it starts to slowly pan and like it does a, a weird angle and then also there's an explosion and all that just yeah. like stuff like that like you don't it's a subconscious tension and it's really good yeah. especially the freeway scene is like one of the coolest yeah. shootouts I've ever seen yeah. in a movie. Yeah. That movie makes going to Mexico look like. The going scariest down. possible right. thing you could ever do in your but life. But I already <laughs> felt that. Shout <laughs> 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 out to many I'll be, I'll be honest, I saw Sicario. We have a big fan base like, in Mexico, Drew. Stop. Oh, you got this. And then a month later, I went to Mexico with my friends. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, uh, you know what? We, well, after I saw it, we, we went to that, that trip to Texas, and we were on the freeway when you're in El Paso, and it's like the exact same view from that movie. And you can literally, it's, it's such a weird concept, too, that you just look to your right. Oh, there's another country. Like right, right there. You look to your left, there's a Hilton and like a really like forced five star hotel or whatever you look to your right third world country like it's a, it's insane Crazy. it looks like you're looking at rio de janeiro like because they have like those weird shanty houses shanty yeah yeah, yeah god damn although i don't know how like if this if this talks about their priorities as a country and the way they put their monies but in the middle of all these third world houses there's like one of the nicest soccer stadiums you'll ever mm-hmm. see which is just weird so I also, uh, that's another movie where the, the cast was, like, impeccable, dude. Like, right. Yeah, Josh Brolin, Emily Blunt. Um, Josh Brolin, by the way, Benicio I just saw... Del Toro. Benicio yeah, Del Toro. Benicio. I don't know how I didn't say oh. that first, but <laughs> the last 20 minutes is, like, all him, and that's, like, the best yeah. part of the movie. Yeah. Did we talk about Hell Caesar? Did I talk about that? I haven't seen it, so... I went to go see that with Jimmy, and goddamn, okay. I fucking loved it. But I'm also a huge, like, unapologetic Coen Brothers fan. Like, I... If my... my 
I end up liking the movies that no one else like. Uh, Inside Lewin Days is like a good movie and everyone likes it, but like I like that movie the most. And like a lot of people, are like oh, that movie wasn't that good. My thing with the Coen Brothers is if I don't like a Coen Brothers movie, it's because I just don't understand it yet. Like it's my. Fault. I also just it's want to make the point fault. to say that I fucking will watch anything with John Goodman in it. Yeah, that I too. love John Goodman because I love The Lady Killers, which is a movie that nobody yes. likes. Even like okay. even Coen Brothers fans. I've only I seen know. it once. Is it worth my time again to see Reese? I fucking love it. Yes. I think it's brilliant. I also saw it on so FX. So I don't know if they did uh, any justice. No, it's completely different. I mean, they had the movie at the time so yeah FX has the um, if I can make a dumb joke I think I need to see it a second time around because when you said hilarious I just thought okay excellent I'm on board and then I saw it and I, I was laughing but I walked out of it and I was like I don't know that's there's there's some hyperbole there I didn't find this oh, hilarious I, <laughs> I don't know dude I was like I, that's were you the blown hardest I'd ever yeah. laughed in that theater in the like, lady killers or the Hail no, Caesar, um, Hail Caesar. Hail. okay so you were you were sober then like no yeah I wasn't I wasn't able to smoke I, I got I wish I did that I remember you specifically complaining oh man I wish I could smoke and go see this movie <laughs> yeah it's one of those movies I've been looking forward to lighting up before but I don't I don't know dude like I completely bought a lot of it for me is I love classic oh, Hollywood the right. whole aesthetic of that like mm-hmm. the you know the, the era of, of Los Angeles too and again it's done really well yeah and again the cast is fucking great and then yeah. just there's scenes like visually like when they're in the um, when they're in the Chinese restaurant too like mm-hmm. just like the you know one off scenes where you're like fuck this looks incredible and then yeah. I also I buy into George Clooney I know a lot of people don't like him but I, I think he's fucking I, great I bought into that character I also the, who the kid the kid that played like the cowboy western star yeah. I don't know who uh, that is but yeah, I, I he's got a future guys. because he yeah. fucking kills it in that movie that, like that whole exchange between him and uh, Ray Fiennes yeah over, yeah over that line and then it, <laughs> see again uh, then it, that that's why they're fucking brilliant when it comes to comedy because then it pays off later when you see the cut uh, when it's all cut together yeah. and he can't and then it just goes it's complicated, it's complicated. I fucking <laughs> lost it like that and then like she gets that was her scarf gets cut caught in the thing for no reason by the way like it has nothing to do with the plot and you think she's gonna die and you're like what the fuck is happening like oh man i love that movie it was fucking brilliant uh in fact like i would go see that again like i I, when i I can't smoke again i I like it i didn't realize it was funny i don't know if you would find it funny which is not to say that you're not smart but like it's very like side jokes that i wouldn't the well not even that but just like their humor is very like is droll the right word or 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 it's almost like a british sense of humor so it's not funny you might (laughs) oh but i got like a lot of barton think I, I, I thought it was very Barton. Yeah, that's, which is tone of it was another movie I didn't love the first time again, I saw the it. The IMDb has it listed as a musical. There is one one song in the movie, okay. but it's fucking great when it's it happens. Well, yeah. And I because it's, it's well the lyrics. To be are fair hilarious. though, like every Disney movie has like at least one song when it gets sad. Yeah, but I wouldn't call <laughs> those movies a musical. And that's my point. IMDb is wrong, but that's all it said on there. It was a musical drama. And I was just like, oh, I don't want anything to do with that in my life. Like, True. But then you're telling me it's a comedy. So it's worth seeing? Uh, yeah, no, yes. I fucking loved it. Definitely, I, I mean, I have a feeling it's probably going to be in my top 2016 list. The weird thing about the Coen Brothers is, too, is like they'll put out a movie, I'm like, oh, it's great. Like, I wonder when their next one is, and they'll just have another one like eight months later. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. Like, okay. like, they just don't just stop. As soon as he announces it, he drops it. Unlike Guillermo del Toro, who will announce a movie, and then like 10 years later, oh, yeah, I'm not going to make that movie. But the thing about Tarantino is like his movies are always three years apart, but it never feels like three years apart because, like you said, whenever he announces like he's doing a movie, he literally out. just put like a trailer out the same day. Speaking of uh, Tarantino, Hateful Eight's next. Yeah, Hateful Eight's wow. next. I might wait. Is it was it your turn or my turn? No, it's no, his it's turn you. now. Yeah. Steve, it's wait, you. Is it? Is it me? Yeah, because he yeah. said Hail Caesar. 
No, Hail no, Caesar's not, 2016. No, no, we were talking about. Sicario, we were talking about Sicario. Sicario. Okay, okay, my bad. I got lost. Okay, yeah, Hateful Eight is next on my list. It's not officially 2016 until it's like September to me, so. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> very, wrong, very though. fair. Yeah, until you start writing the date right. Yeah. <laughs> my man, I, I have to do paperwork all day, yeah. and I still am putting 15. It's going to be 2017 when I start getting it right. I literally submitted paperwork to, hopefully corporate's not listening, that said, <laughs> that said like 2-6-15, and I, I literally hit set, and I was like, well, oops. I hope... Hopefully, I hope they don't catch that. Whereas my old boss, was like, we got to resend that. I'm like, nah, I'll see. I'll see how good they really are at their job. Yeah. Let's see how this plays out. So, uh, <coughs> Hateful Eight, uh, which I believe we all saw, right? Like, Drew, did you? Oh, yes. Drew didn't see it. Yet. Oh. I watched um, it six times. I, I okay. I so, that so, diabolical bitch. <laughs> that slow is like that diabolical. I want to say that like I wanted to pay to see this movie, but I couldn't wait because it leaked early. I literally yeah. bought a ticket for Fandango yeah. just be, I, to be nice. I watched it and then I paid to go see it because I wanted to see it in the theater again. And it's it's fucking great. It's not my favorite Tarantino movie, and and, and not even my favorite movie of the year. I it's would not say, in his top I, five, but it was fucking really good. But it's it really grew on me. Yeah. I feel like I, it's definitely too. If you've seen the thing. It's it's really interesting to like see the parallels between that movie and the thing and Reservoir right. Dogs too, which I felt like was another like he really revisited the concept of like a almost like a locked locked room murder or whatever. And then, I mean, I have problems with it because there's because I don't love the the way the final act plays out. There's some stuff where it just seems kind of clunky as far as the writing goes. But mm-hmm. like, I'm curious what your what your story is though. So about. okay, well, I mean, it's not like an epic story per se. But, uh, <laughs> so I saw it. Well, I'll tell short. So I saw it. I saw it in 70 millimeter. See, I didn't get to do that. I don't know. Was Which, it worth it? Or if you see it was it 70, worth? That it's worth seeing in 70 okay. millimeter easily. So first, like, I'm an idiot. I didn't order ahead of time on Fandango, so I went with my buddy, and we got to the theater, and it was sold out. So we were like, "Fuck, we gotta wait four hours to see this oh, movie." Oh and shit! And the intermission running into yeah, that. Like, we had to kill four hours, but it, but still worth it. So first. The movie's starting off, and there were like six or seven false starts. They couldn't get the movie really? to start oh, right, geez. and I was and I was just like, "Oh boy!" <laughs> Quick sidebar: That happened terrible. when we went and saw Looper, but they gave us free, free movie tickets. Oh, so I was like, nice. "Can you do this a few more times so I can get more movie tickets?" Like, well, I had heard too. Apparently, that was a pretty common occurrence at the Roadshow yeah. version. It, like, there was it. It's because they were using old equipment, right? They were using film. Yeah. yeah. It's ironic, though, because it's like... You also remember half of these people that work at those theaters are like maybe 19, 20. They have no idea yeah. how to work they're, a film. And they're, not, they're not cinephiles. They don't give a fuck. Right. They're just like, yeah. whatever. And then um, watching it, and then we get roughly... Um, I can't remember the exact point, but it was somewhere towards the end. And the film burned. Oh, shit. I got shit. to see film burn. Are you serious? It was awesome. <laughs> Is but it where like, it turns so all orange and like... Yeah. Okay, and yeah, that's like, rad. It burned from the middle out. And then... So we're watching it, and at first, everybody in the theater goes, what the fuck? And then there's like this moment where all of a sudden, at the same time, everybody just sat for a second and was like, wait. Is that is the this? end of the movie? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, okay, I was going to say, knowing Tarantino, you're probably like, is so, this? Yeah, I was like, say, out, did you think you were part of the movie? Like, as people were shouting out loud, I go, wait a minute, guys, wait a minute. <laughs> and so we were holding, and it was like five minutes, and we were like, okay, no, this is definitely a technical <laughs> issue. So, yeah. Did they have to restart it again? or did, No, how no, they... they picked it up right from okay. the point that they left off. But, oh, it was I wonder so if cool. they had to, like, cut it or something? Yeah, they did. They probably had. I, I heard a story that apparently... Yeah. Apparently, probably... A fan might not have been working right because, like, the the light on it oh, is so yeah. hot that it can burn it. So apparently, the very first showing of, of Reservoir Dogs that uh, uh, Tarantino went to, it was like the first time he had seen it anywhere in a theater. Uh, the film burned, and he was like, he said it was like a, a one of the worst experiences of his life because oh, it's man. like this movie you put up, and then it's just it's just gone. Like, it, yeah. and, you and it's can't, your first movie too. Yeah. 
that's that's I don't know. That's crazy. I, I don't think I will ever get to see that experience again. So I mean, just, well, and then uh, okay, so we went to go see. Um, I posted about this on Facebook. I went to go see uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and they played it in thirty five millimeter at the Palace Theater in Los Angeles, which I have to say damn. is fucking incredible. Is, that, the, is I, it the? That's not the Chinese theater. No, it? okay, no, uh, it's on Broadway in L A. For anyone that's, I mean, I guess if you live there, you would already know. I don't know, <laughs> yeah, but it's the. It was like just the experience of being in that movie theater was great because you're just. It was like nineteen eighteen or something. They said it was built. And I'm just like holy shit dude like that's wow. insane and I don't know even really when we went to nice Austin theater. that hotel we were in was from like yeah, 1910 something uh, like that something yeah it was really old that place was just like crazy Had, dude. Yeah, I, was, I was like was I just want to stand here for a little bit like yeah, yeah. but um, there's a certain point in the movie which I mean if you've ever seen that movie it's a Michelle Gondry thing so it's a, it's a weird movie obviously uh, and there's a part where towards the end where they're like in the woods or something maybe it was more towards the middle but like the, the sound like dropped out and you couldn't hear what they were saying and then like mm. people started murmuring and I turned to Michelle and I was like wait is this part of the movie because I hadn't seen it in so long and, and, it, and it like thematically it made sense that what was that it was happening I was like oh is this supposed to be and then everyone's like no <laughs> and then another thing too we sat right behind, or right in front of the projector on, the, on like the third balcony or whatever and you could hear the guy on the walkie talkie he's like the final reel has started there's uh, approximately 17 minutes left and we all looked up like what the fuck and then the credits start rolling and he's like the credits are rolling the credits are rolling <laughs> like, <laughs> Everyone's like, calm down, dude. <laughs> that was a great experience, though. They're doing a Who Framed Roger Rabbit uh, next month, uh, and I'd love to go see I that. Because that. Uh, supposedly, and this is interesting movie. to me, uh, our mom and dad—that was our first date. They went to go see oh, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, so that's all, that's interesting. Yeah, interesting. I haven't seen that in at least a hundred years. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I love those memes where it's something from like eight years ago. It's like 1990 was 100 years ago. (laughs) Well, there was one was like uh, a picture of the chick from Mike Harley. It was like, can you believe this was taken in 1942? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, do you feel old yet? (laughs) It it literally said like uh, something uh, uh, France, Normandy, France. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, can you believe uh, this episode of Mike Harley aired? (laughs) It was a prophecy. It was like, can you believe? It literally was a picture of the blonde chick. It was like, can you believe this? Uh, this episode was filmed on, on in Normandy, France, 1942. I was like, oh Jesus Christ! But like the "Do you feel old yet?" memes are like my favorite right yeah. now. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, moving what's? On now. It's. It uh, I think it's your turn. Okay. I see. My numbers are all screwed up because I just I just cut through. The you know what? You I might just on. leave this as a complete episode because I like. We the, should. Yeah. I like a long. I like a good long episode. Good yeah. long podcast. Yeah. Good long wiener. You know. Yeah. It's been ninety minutes already. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think we're at number eight. I feel, or I would be on number eight, I believe. So let's just roll with it. Uh, number eight, I put inside out. So I don't know. We could no. yeah. skip right through that. Yeah, yes, skip it. Enjoyed it. Uh, number seven, Ex Machina. Yeah, it's on my that's list. That's a movie. I, like that one. I saw that movie uh, like the weekend it came out, and that's one of those ones where. Um, I went and there was nothing going on. No one could hang out. I think Drew, you were out of town or something like that. I was like, I'll just go see it by myself. And then like Robert, you didn't see it till very recently, did I you? I saw it a few, like a week ago <clears throat> maybe. Yeah, but it's it's on. I the saw that movie and I was like, this guy's gonna be in Star Wars and he's also in Drive and I love yeah. Oscar Isaac. That like that he and then the, that, it in that, movie. that day I watched. So I went and saw Ex Machina and I was like, oh, I'm an IMDb this guy and like I, Inside Lewin Davis has just came out on DVD and I like uh, downloaded it. I was like, oh god, I love Oscar That's on Isaac. Criterion. It's the first Coen Brothers movie on Criterion Blu-ray. I'm gonna wow. get that in the really? future. Yeah, because I, I want them to know that I'll buy I figured, more Criterion like, Coen Brothers movies. Barton Fink or like the Big Lebowski would be on Criterion, but maybe because it's a comedy. I'd love to see them do Blood Simple because Criterion doesn't always put the obvious. Fargo would be like easily yeah like that's like their bread and butter but um yeah like I remember seeing that movie and I was like Jesus this is great especially the guy uh, what's that is it Frank is that the movie there's the what's the um the British not Oscar Isaac what's the other guy 
I don't remember his name, but that guy's a really good actor. Oh, the redhead kid? Yeah. Because he's also in Star Wars. He was a General Hux or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's so in that, Revenant. Yeah, you're right. Fuck, yeah. He was the guy in Revenant, which I was kind of upset when he died because I liked him. Um, he has a really weird name because I remember we saw a movie and, yeah, that's and, I and remember. Drew saw his name and was like, that's not a name. Like, <laughs> that's not a real person. <laughs> you can't be called that. Now I need to know. That guy's a really good actor. But coincidentally, uh, Ex Machina was also the next one on my list, too. So. Awesome. Um, um, that's a good transition. Did Dom Dahl Gleason. Yeah. Okay, so did you guys see Frank? Was that the movie? Was I haven't seen that yet. Okay. That he's also the main character in that movie, and then Michael Fassbender plays Frank. But um, so I saw that movie before I saw that, and then I saw uh, Inside Lewin Davis. So I was like, these two actors are great, and then they they both end up being in Star Wars. So my it's favorite like, part of Ex Machina is when he's dancing with the robot, and it's just right. like in perfect sequence. Yeah. Like, yeah. But you know what though? I also, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I also love the part where the dude starts thinking maybe he's a robot, so he cuts his arm open, and you're yeah. like, oh man, that's crazy. That also, it's just like a good paranoia thing where he's like, no, yeah. I just use all your like your porn search things to. Yeah, to, that was like, another <laughs> thing that was like. I was oh, like, my man's oh, into boy. my man's into petite teens. <laughs> That could have gone very wrong. <laughs> no, it could have just been like a huge ass, like Latina. <laughs> Is that wrong though? No, it, it's <laughs> never wrong. All right, <laughs> what went so right, dude? It's just like a Brazilian chick with like a huge butt. It's like he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, clearly you saw my por- my porn, yeah, like that. Or what? Oh, no. <laughs> that was what I was thinking. Like he's like, wait a minute, no, it was, it was just it was just the one time I didn't. <laughs> um, or like it kind of went so wrong where it's like it's like a milf. Oh no! <laughs> She's like, I'm real, right? And he's like, yeah, you're real to me. Yeah, real. <laughs> Very well shot too. Yeah, yeah. They 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 used a uh, good use of space and, and lighting. I was gonna say they just very well thought out, like the idea to put it on like an island and like in, in this like future. They make you believe that guy's a, a trillionaire too. Yeah, so. and also just Oscar Isaac is fucking great in that movie. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Again, also, spoilers: Oscar Isaac isn't the bad guy in that movie, but they do a really good job of making you think he is. Right. And then yeah, you yeah. feel really bad when he when you when he's not and what happens to him. So. Who's See, still the bad guy then? The bad guy's a robot. The robot yeah. Well, actually, the, I guess I the moral of the story. <laughs> I guess I misunderstood. The moral of the story is there really is no bad guy. Like the the whole time he oh, thinks yeah. that um yeah no that's really what it is because it's like uh, should this sentient being be trapped in there? No. And then she goes out and lives a normal life. But like then you have the one guy who's trying to help her, and then you have the guy. It's like no, you shouldn't do that because oh, that's another great scene in that movie is when he's locked in that room and 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 she's leaving, and it's like he's just stuck there now. Yeah, it, well, he will probably die too. But yeah, like I think there is no bad guy. Oscar Isaac's like not good or bad, but like I think in the end he's not at all. The thing that got me about that too was I was watching it and I thought, you know, I I see where this movie is going, mm-hmm. but I was still on the edge of my seat, which is what I've been telling everybody. Sometimes because, you can see like a plot point coming, and then you're like, hey, it's still really good. Right. Like but I was also like Star Wars, like I knew what was gonna happen, but I think I got about maybe halfway through, and I, I, I kind of realized I was like, oh, maybe it's not gonna go the way I think it is, and that kept me really <laughs> yeah reeled in. <laughs> like a, a good point though is like I knew uh, it was spoiled for me like literally an hour before I went and saw Star Wars that Han Solo gets killed by his oh, son. I didn't know that. That. Really, you didn't believe no. saw it? Okay. I I, I thought you were like I didn't know about that. I'm like you've seen the movie four times. <laughs> oh no, I, I just meant like I I went in that movie spoiler free. So I went and saw it, and then like I like a full time job. And then like Jordan get spoiled by that movie. <laughs> Jordan them didn't. In, Jordan got it spoiled uh, via Smash Brothers. Oh yeah. Then, do you play Smash Brothers at all? Yeah. Okay, so the the Meaver stage uh, when that movie came out, like it's all memes that people oh, write on no. there. It literally said <laughs> <laughs> there was literally like a lightsaber that was Kylo Ren's lightsaber going through the oh, words Han and says. Dude. It's a Han dies. <laughs> One of my, uh, damn it. I don't, well, okay, quick story. One of my coworkers had that spoiled for him because of some dick customer that rolled in. The I read that on Facebook and I was mad for him, yeah. yeah. 
he rolls in and he's he asks everybody that was in the store, which is like three people, he goes, Did you guys see Star Wars yet? And they were all like, No, not yet, man. Out loud, he's like, Han Solo dies. Oh, what a hero. hero. What a, I was gonna say the exact same words. What a hero. What a hero. In like, retrospect, Ooh. yeah, but like during yeah. the day, you're probably like, <laughs> Fuck. Because somebody spoiled the Snape Kills Dumbledore thing yeah. for me, and I was like, Oh, come on. <laughs> Which one do you think is the worst to have spoiled for you, though? Oh, I know it depends on what your fan base uh, is, but like maybe Harry Potter because it was like Star Wars at the end of the book kind of, too. Yeah, I kind of yeah. had a suspicion that maybe he was gonna die because he's old. But it's also coming out now that he's not really dead. Like I said that walking out of the theater, I was like, I don't. They didn't have a funeral for him, and they kind of were just like, ah, he's, he's that gone. Was, that was your your point was that every time you well not every time, but at least when you see um was it was the guys Qui Gon was Qui Gon Vader anyone uh, that was like a major the Jedi burial yeah. and they didn't do but that. But Han Solo is not a he's Jedi. not a Jedi, he's right, but, but I mean, he's still like a like he's not like a general, but he's still in like a lot of the wars and he was like has a claim so yeah. like the fact that like even Chu was like I'm ready to roll with you Ray and like wasn't upset about it I'm like I don't know what, did he grow wings what? you never yeah, know like, what well, happened to Luke I mean he doesn't have the force but like I Luke like, survived well, they're Captain Phasma survived too and it's like well how did she get off the fucking yeah. star killer base or whatever there's he yeah, could easily just end up in the I, trash. I, never, I actually didn't think about that. That's interesting. I mean, the, I the one thing that'll wrong. just destroy that, and you guys will agree with me, is the planet explodes. So mm -hmm. if he was fatally injured, I don't know. I don't see that happening. But mm -hmm. right. I do think that, like, if he is dead, they're probably as a, a plot. They're like, oh, we're keeping him like his death, or we're, we're making everyone like the Empire think he's dead because he's like a huge asset. Well, here's my theory. Uh, I think he's gonna be the sort of uh, Obi Wan thing where he comes back to yeah. in, like a ghostly um, yeah. form for Kylo. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Maybe he'll like sort of convince. Kylo Ren to chill. Yeah. He'll be just Jimmy Cricket. He has a lot of chill. And then, I, well, with Kylo, it's going to get a lot worse. Kylo Ren has no chill. It would be a great t-shirt, dude. With Kylo, though, it's, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Because, like, uh, it, he was like a little bitch in this movie, but that was the point. And then, like, again, I always bring up that if you're into the Star Wars lore, any Sith Lord doesn't look like a normal human being. They yeah. look fucked up and gray because of, like, that being that powerful in the, the dark side or whatever makes you, like, physically, like, decrepit. Which is why... Uh, What's what's his uh, Palpatine looks the way he does because he's so consumed with power. So like, I have a feeling that the next movie uh, he's gonna look a little more like gray, and then by the third movie, if he's still alive or if he's one of the, he might even turn good. I don't know, but uh, he's gonna look way more fucked up and cool. <clears throat> well, next on my list was uh, Bridge of the Spies. Yeah. I don't know why I said Bridge of the Spies. Bridge of the Terabithia of the Spies. I'm so sorry, Tom Hanks, for not seeing that. I'm so but, sorry. Uh, we'll get around to it. Really I, I, I wasn't, like, super excited to see it, but I just threw it on because, you know, Spielberg. After watching Hanks. The Man from Uncle, someone told me the plot. I was like, I got to see this movie. And, uh, you know, like, it, the, just from the opening shot, like, the o whole opening scene is so fucking cool and just, like, the, there's, like, spy happening and some very yeah, espionage. The opening thing is really fun. And it just someone was me. saying that it looks like Metal Gear Solid 3's opening. Where it's like uh, it's like a plane situation. How did that open? I don't remember. Oh, well, they were in the, the jungle or something, right? Well, doesn't he get shot down or whatever? No, no, that's a, that comes way later. Okay, that's someone told me that was like reminiscent of the oh, okay. Metal Gear Solid game. I don't know. I, that's like at least halfway through. I don't want to like spoil haven't it for seen you guys it because you haven't seen it yet. But yeah, it's, I have it downloaded uh, legally. I might just, add. Yeah. Wink. Just uh, another another really good again script, for anyone too. who's like, listening. Just, if I like a movie, I will buy a ticket or buy it on DVD. Right. So fuck off. Just like you know, snappy dialogue, which I'm a big fan of, and like everything. Uh, again, just like the like the whole like the first thirty minutes are completely quiet, and then like was it as good as War Horse? Didn't see that shit. <laughs> I knew it. I just know it's bad. Is that a troll, sir? Yes, sir. Uh, Get the fuck like out. I heard it's just Steven Spielberg doing like good work again. Yeah, it's it's not so much of a blockbuster as. Like but I will say, Lincoln was a good movie because I had to watch it for my history class. Enjoy, it, enjoy Lincoln. It's it's not like I'm not wanting to go home. Like let's put Lincoln on, but it was a good watch for sure. <clears throat> Definitely. 
But uh, I guess that's all I have to say about that because I don't want to like talk about it too much because I don't want to ruin it for you guys. But it, right. it's fucking great. And was I wrong to think like we should have said Trump? <laughs> <laughs> well, he knows the art of the deal. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. Uh, another untalked about movie from like last year was The Art of the Steel with Kurt Russell. That movie's fucking that, great. You'd watch cool. that movie. It's got Jay Real fast, Bruchel. you hear Kurt Russell's going to play Star-Lord's dad? In, I knew that a while ago, though. Yeah. That's going to be fucking I'm cool, dude. I'm, I'm all into that. Yes. There was a rumor going around, too, that Matthew McConaughey was supposed to be the bad guy, too. For, for He Guardians signed on, too. but we don't know his character yet. Oh, really? Mm. Nice, dude. Uh, That's gonna... Matthew McConaughey's easily... like He went from like a zero to a dude, hero in my book. Dude, it's the dude. Mm-hmm. I love oh, it. <laughs> uh, for anyone who hasn't watched it, I, we've talked about it in, in uh, great length. Last year was Mud is an amazing movie. That is a great I haven't seen that. Movie. Another movie that, that was ironically directed by the people who did Pineapple Express and um, Eastbound and Down was <laughs> Joe with Nicolas <laughs> Cage. There, One of his best performances... Nicholas Cage, watch Joe. All right. I think Nicholas Cage has still got a couple good movies left in him. He's not a bad actor. He just chooses yeah, yeah. shit movies. Because oh, me and Willie talk about this all the time. One of our all-time favorite movies, The is Weatherman. Man. It's fucking. It's it's yeah, like it's, so good. it's peerless to me. Like it's one of those it's, movies we went and saw. That that's a Laughlin trip right there. Yeah. We saw it in Laughlin. Yeah. That's a great movie. I'd love to just talk about that someday. Just do like a whole podcast on how much I fucking love that. Uh, movie. Uh, whenever I think well, of that movie, I just immediately really think of him dressed as Lincoln having sex with a lady. There's so many good moments in that. The fucking the camel toe dialogue. Yeah, like the, I love when he has the... He, it's Michael Caine. Well, it's also the, Michael Caine's like, Jesus, you don't have $20? Like, yeah, he gives exactly. his daughter money and she buys cigarettes and he's like, hey, I need some money. He's like, I love when he just has like the bow and arrow and he's like pointing mm-hmm. at the guy. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. <laughs> when he beats the shit out of the dude for molesting his kid, that was like fucking... I don't know. That, uh, that scene that. where he's in the coffee shop's great too where he's like I'm, I'm gonna get in your face or something like that yeah. uh, that's Fast and Furious but um <laughs> now I'm in your face yeah <laughs> but anyway. he's like just like it's, it reminded me of Punch Drunk Love when I rewatched it uh, where like movie. they I love Punch Drunk yeah, Love right. because it's Adam Sandler and um the Philip Seymour Hoffman like don't like you can tell like they're both like trying to be badasses but they both don't know how to argue yeah. so like, when they're on the phone it's like did you say fuck you <laughs> fuck you like that's what's happening in that scene in The Weatherman where Nicolas Cage is like getting cut in line at the coffee shop. Yeah. So, Punch Drug Love is a great movie. PTA is a great director. Oh, yeah. He's one of my favorites. I don't love what he's been doing recently, though. I gotta be honest. Uh, I liked uh, Inherent Vice. Didn't love it. I'm, I, maybe it's you need a to rewatch it. I watched it twice. I need to watch it again or something. And, uh, but, and Owen then, Wilson did a good job in that movie. He also did a really good job in uh, No Escape, which is a great movie that no one watched. Oh, yeah. I didn't finish that. I remember watching it the first 20 minutes and being like, Again, oh, Escape from cool. L.A., but in uh, more like Escape from Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's uh, fantastic. That was 2015, right? That movie starts off like, oh, it's like a family movie. They're just gonna, there's gonna be a hurricane or something. Yeah. I, I went into it blind, not knowing what the plot was about. It's basically like he's part of like a water purification company, and he goes to a, a fourth world country near Thailand. It's not Thailand. They actually go to. So it's kind of a good yeah. version. It, of I think it was Korea. actually Laos or Cambodia because they end up going to Vietnam to actually seek refuge at the end. But um, <clears throat> like the movie, you're like, oh, okay, what's going on with this? And then like he's like walking downtown, and I showed Rob that scene, and it's like really well yeah. done, where he's like trying to find an American newspaper, and then he finds one, and it's like two weeks old because obviously it's a fourth world country, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he turns around, and there's a fucking riot happening behind him, like they're like approaching, the cops are approaching, and it looks like uh, like shit's about to go down. And he goes back to the hotel, and they're just executing Americans and all that. Becomes like Escape from New York, and like the movie's really well done, especially if for anyone that like has seen Behind Enemy Lines. I fucking love Owen Wilson in that yeah, movie. That's an extremely uh, underrated movie. It reminds me a lot of that, and especially when he... Basically, there's a scene where he kills one of the people in front of his family, and it's, like, really well done and, like, like heartfelt and all that, and he's like, I had to do it, and they're like, we know, but he's dead still. <laughs> so, yeah, watch No Escape. That movie's really good. And uh, Pierce Bronson's in it, and uh, Brosnan, Bronson. I guess. It's my bad. Really- I fixed it. Yes. 
And he's like the coolest. Did you watch it? Yeah, he's the coolest character in that movie. He's pretty fucking badass. Yeah, like there's a scene where like they have they're getting held at gunpoint, like they get caught finally, and then like uh, he Pierce Brosnan's like friends with a guy who lives in that country, and like he's like running away from him, like they're basically staging it, like he's getting caught too. They're both. He's like, don't shoot me, don't shoot me, and like they literally turn around and just cap everybody there, and it turns into like an action movie for five seconds. You're like, that was rad, like worth your time. Worth my time, huh? Yeah, no escape, Owen Wilson. I saw the trailer for it and I was just like, I don't, I don't know. It didn't, the yeah, trailer didn't look good. Sell people yeah, it did. Sell the reason I watched it was like, uh, it was like uh, right before, because around late November, you start getting screeners for yeah. movies and all that. And that's like my favorite time of year for movies because you just can watch anything and it's 1080p. <clears throat> Nothing was out yet. Like only um, uh, Straight Out of Compton and No Escape was out. I was like, I already saw that, so I'll watch this. Ended up like loving it by the end of it. And then put it on for my mom and dad. And like, they're like, it's all right. And then like, I was like, I'm gonna watch it again. So, I heard about that movie because Scott Mosier yeah. produced yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. He also did a really good. He produced a really good documentary called a, a band called Death, and it's about like a yeah, black a, a black uh, punk band. I still haven't mm-hmm. seen it. I need. It to see was it. on Netflix and they took it off, unfortunately. Oh, but it's really good. Yeah, it's probably on iTunes. Uh, another because we talked we're talking about movies and this pertains to it. Uh, Side by Side is a movie that's or it's a documentary uh, where Keanu Reeves is like the main. <laughs> person interviewing directors and it's basically digital versus Ooh, film yeah um watch that it's really good because he talked like it goes from everyone from like david fincher david lynch uh okay I christopher say, nolan i just read that book uh catching the big fish by mm-hmm. david lynch and it's kind of a it's partially like a retrospective of his career and partially like Wait, his philosophy on like filmmaking oh, and transcendental meditation and um he starts talking about like he, he's like I'll never use film again. I, I love digital video. It's so much easier to work with and stuff. So he he's in that movie talking about that. Yeah. Huh. But um. So he's talking about that. So basically, it cuts from director to director. So you have people like Nolan and Tarantino who refuse to use anything but film, yeah. and they will pay double the budget to get film and have it processed and all that. Because I did see the, the their argument. What's that? When it came out, their argument is that like. With digital, you can immediately see what you got, and then like mm-hmm. sometimes that's for the better, sometimes for the worse, because like you'll reshoot a scene. But he, and they talked to Scorsese. He's like, I love shooting on film because sometimes I'll think I shot a, a scene perfectly, and then when I go and do the dailies the next day, and the dailies, what happens when at the end of a shoot they have like maybe fifty film reels because each film reel is like about ten minutes of film. It's really not a lot, so you kind of that's why you have to do the art of uh, the two takes where you do two takes of each scene in the movie, so that way you have like in case one's fucked up, you have a second and they react it. In digital, you can just keep going. And uh, you could never do movies like Super Bad, uh, almost said Old Boy, but um, like all of these comedies because there's so old many ad libs and all that. Old school, there it is. Where they're just constantly like the people are so funny. Like they just keep like Anchorman's a great example. They shot a whole second movie almost with the Anchorman too. Yeah, I remember that. You can't do that on film because film is so goddamn expensive. So he his point is that like in Taxi Driver, in Goodfellas, and even in Raging Bull, there's certain scenes that are off a little bit, but it makes the movie look cooler. I remember um, Kevin Smith saying, <clears throat> and I think Chasing Amy, they had like one shot, they had enough film to do like one take on, on a really important scene for the movie, and it was Ben Affleck arguing with, um, uh, what's that girl's name? Uh, she's married to Judd Apatow, that's all I know. No, no, she's not actually. She uh, sounds like that no, chick. She has a weird name. I know who you're talking about, though. It's it's a it's a um, it's a boy's name, right? It's, it's um, Morgan. Fuck, everyone. Isn't the main chick? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Joey Adams. Yes, yeah, there we go. Um, okay. But anyway, yeah. So I, that kind of shit's interesting. Wait, isn't she married? No, she's not. Okay. Um, yeah. So and then you have people like um, who's the guy that directed uh, Slumdog Millionaire? Um, Oh boy, uh, he's a British dude. Uh, he also directed um, that movie, this in the Sun or whatever. Uh, Sunshine. Sunshine, Danny Boyle. Yeah, or, yeah. he did something this okay. year that I liked. I thought, or was it last year? It was last year. What's he? he did I don't remember what it was, but it was good. Because like, I'm not a huge Danny Boyle fan, to be honest. 
Uh, um, 28 days later is, is okay. I, 28 weeks later is actually better. Yeah, that one's just okay again. Again, I don't. Maybe it's just zombie movies like the climate we're in now, where there's yeah. just a but back then that was really good. I don't yeah. know. I like. Um, I liked it when it came out. Yeah, but I wouldn't really watch it now. Not a movie, but a show. Peaky Blinders is really good. It's got the same actor I from Sunshine. Seen that yet. I heard it's fucking a couple great. Episodes. It's, uh, really season great. two is worth getting to because Tom Hardy's in it. So. Maybe I'll watch that. I've been looking for something to watch. What's that guy's name? Is um, uh, he has a weird name. The main Benedict character. No, but that's Sherlock you're thinking of. Yeah. Oh, I was just wondering. If he, uh, it, was a, it was a 50-50 chance of him being He's the there. guy from, uh, what's that Wes Craven movie where we were on the plane, Red Eye? Oh, um, from all the Nolan movies. Yeah. Uh, and from 20 Days Later. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember. <laughs> he has a name that sounds one way, but it's actually pronounced another way. But it starts with a C. Um, but anyway, that guy's in it. He's the main character of Peaky Blinders. And that show's really good. It's basically about the British uh, mob and like the uh, Prohibition area and all that, so... Which is a I love I'll watch anything with that like Lawless is one of my favorite yeah, movies. Yeah, Lawless is great. John Hillcote directed that 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 Triple Nine coming <clears> out. Not getting great reviews though. Unfortunately. Really? Neither did Lawless though. Okay, I'm down. Yeah, I'm gonna see that. <clears throat> I've I've come to a point in my life where I realize reviews don't mean shit to me anymore because. But they, anyway, my overall arcing point is like if you are interested in uh, celluloid versus digital, uh, watch the documentary. You want to know what Quentin Tarantino's problem is? <clears throat> really. <laughs> well, and then but oh, they br- they, do, they both sides bring up good points because James Cameron's obviously going to be in it because he talks about Terminator Two and like uh, making Avatar and shit. But uh, just I, I will always side with film though, just because like it looks cooler to me. Right. And I know there's an art to it. If I was to become a director tomorrow, I would probably shoot on digital because I have no idea how to process or shoot on film or different lenses and all that. I'll just do digital. It'd be easier. But I respect anyone that does it. Like, Nolan does it right. Tarantino obviously does it right. So, there you go. Watch that documentary. It's worth it. <clears throat> Keanu Reeves is really good in it, too. Like, he's a good uh, interviewer. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is just a good guy. He's a good guy overall. Knock Knock, however, one of the worst Ooh. movies I've ever seen. God damn, Dude, we need to do an episode movie. of like top 15 worst movies like of last year. I couldn't do 15. I could only do one. I could do like 35. <laughs> I would be ashamed to discuss the one that would be on my list. So, What is it? Well, now Fantastic you have to tell us. Oh, oh, I see it. You know so. what, man? I love Good, Miles. One of my favorite movies last year was... And actually, my favorite movie last year was Whiplash. And I love Miles yeah. Teller. Oh, God, I was so excited that Fantastic Four was coming out. I was like, I love Miles Teller. And then the... Uh, what's the black guy? It's not, Is it... Michael B. Michael Jordan. B. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I love that guy too. I, it just looks so good, but like I read all like the background for yeah. it, and uh, it well, just sounded like a train Kevin wreck. Smith did like two hour plus long interviews with the director of that movie before it came out, and then he the whole Twitter thing happened, and then they just didn't right. finish the interview. Exactly. And it yeah. was one of those things where listening to him talk about how much he loved Fantastic Four and how much he loved making movies, I was like, I'm on board. I'll check this out. And it, then, it wasn't like, his fault. though, was the thing. That's what. Although, but the problem, believe I don't know if that's true yeah, or not. I I, Here's I, the I thing: there's two sides of it where he apparently got in a fist fight with Miles Teller and like two other people on the set. But it was because of the studio fucking with him that he was he like uh, apparently though, who's the guy that directed Silver Linings Playbook? Um, uh, that guy's notorious for fighting people on his sets too. Are you thinking of David O. Russell? Yeah, he, that that's yeah, not that's, that's not the guy who directed. That. I'm not saying that. I'm or saying is like it? Is it no, no, it's not. It David Russell didn't Silver do Fantastic Four. No, no, he no, didn't. No, no. Fa- okay, yeah, he did I Heart Huckabees and fan- uh, in. That Silver would be yeah. But who did Silver Linings? Are you sure that's yes. David Russell? I was mm-hmm. thinking because he always you're right because now he uses because Joy because now he keeps using the same people. Okay. Yep, I didn't see. He's Joy really famous for being like shitheads to his actors. And There's like, a video. He got in a fight with Christian Bale on something. So, yeah, he's he's an asshole, but no, it's a movie. Oh, <laughs> there's a video of him on iHeart Huckabee's yelling at uh, whoever the main chick is in that movie. Anyway, he later apologized, uh, but anyway, like so, it's not uncommon for people to get in fights with the directors because he was. He even said it's like, dude, we're doing like fourteen-hour shoots, like, and the directors there the whole time. The, the actors get to go in their thing, so I'm not mad about that. And look at Christian Bale is one of my favorite uh, actors of all time, and 
he is very notorious and has like the sound clip of him yelling at people about being unprofessional. So. I think that's because he knew that movie was going to be shit. And he's like, I'm wasting my time. <laughs> yeah. But Bruce Willis is guilty of that too, and I love Bruce Willis. True. So. Yeah. All right. Well, wait, wait, move on. I'm sorry. I keep doing that. Because um, my number six is Revenant, so we already. Okay. Just to cut down on time. Fair. But number six, Revenant, enjoyed it. Uh, number five, Love and Mercy. I haven't I seen that. I don't know what biopic. that is. Oh, okay. Um, wait, who's who right now? It's a it's a biopic about Brian Brian Wilson. Okay, yeah, yeah. But you know what? I haven't watched it, but I listened to a podcast where with John Cusack and uh, Chris Hardwick, and it sounds like a great movie, especially because I love Paul Dano too. I went into that and I just thought, you know, Paul Dano, I'm already on board, but John Cusack, I don't see it in this character. And then I went and saw it, and I was like, holy shit, was I wrong? Yeah. It's like John Cusack reached through the screen, slapped me across the face, and said, actor. <laughs> he does it every Basically. once in a while. Not yeah, every, every time, while, but, but like every five movies Paul or so. Dano, like, Paul oh, Dano shit, hasn't done a bad movie yet. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Paul Dano was... was uh, One of my favorite movies of all time uh, he was in and he gets murdered in was uh, There Will Be Blood. There Will Be Blood. He's in great murders. Too. Gets murdered by a, a, a fucking a bowling, bowling pin, pin. pin. yeah. Oh, Love the way that movie I see. Is. I respected like, Kanye West finished. more for saying that's his favorite movie, and he watches it like ten times a year. It's a it's it's kind of the the modern Scarface in a weird way, where it's like the right. downfall. It's not like a, it's not a rags to riches so much as it is like the yeah. loss of innocence or something. Yeah, yeah, know. it's yeah. just a great movie. I'm trying to get academic on it, but yeah, that's a good movie. Does now okay? So does it? Does that movie talk about Charles Manson at all? Because it doesn't. It's not uh, even really approached. It's not approached in that. Isn't it more about him getting abused by um, his manager and all that? More than that, it's because it covers Brian Wilson. Paul Dano is Brian Wilson during the recording of Pet Sounds and mm-hmm. Smile, and then John Cusack is in the '80s when he's kind of like out of it. Heroin. Um, well, it's not even heroin because that's when he has, he has this therapist who's a really controlling therapist. That's what it was. Okay, yeah. Right. And he does. And Paul Giamatti, <clears throat> really good. Really good. In See, Paul Giamatti's underrated. Um, He's really good in what was that movie? Uh, John Spider-Man dies at the end. Yeah. John dies at the end is a great movie. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and it it cuts back and forth. It's a it's a good balance between the two eras. And uh, John Cusack. There's there's a scene where they're in uh, a recording studio and Elizabeth Banks comes in, and um, Elizabeth Banks says um, like you know you don't have to do this. You can walk with me out the door right now. And John Cusack has this look on his face where he's like, you know, I'm ready to do this. And then Paul Giamatti comes in on the recording studio over the speaker and he's like, hey guys. And then John Cusack's face just drops. And then he just like depressingly walks off and he's like, I can't do it. It's impossible. And it's just, oh, he sells that scene so It's such well. an interesting story too. Man, I don't want to see that now. I, yeah. I don't even think I've heard of that until right now. I, I, I bought into it so much. Did any of you guys, because uh, I don't have a list, so I'm just going to bring it up. Did you guys watch that movie with Tobey Maguire about like the world's best chess player or whatever? Yeah. Um, no. The, on sacrifice. Did you like? Oh, did you I like it? I didn't see it. No, okay, but. I've heard that's really good, and I like Tobey Maguire. So yeah. yeah, I do too. I feel like he's underrated. I mean, Pleasant Hill <clears throat> is one of my favorite movies. Like, I think I something that like people only think of it is that meme of him on the train scene. For <laughs> I love that though too. I I, I love that movie though. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I downloaded, haven't watched it yet, but I've heard it's great. So I'd be curious if there's any movies on your list that didn't that weren't on ours. Because the next three are going to be obvious. Uh, Star Wars, mm-hmm. Force Awakens is number three on my list. Uh, I, I mean, We've talked at like uh, at yeah, maximum exactly. length That's Star Wars exactly on this podcast. Quite, quite a few podcasts. The only yeah, thing I, I really need to will say about that is it's just like exactly what I wanted. Like everything, yes. it, it hit all the right notes. There was a few lines of dialogue that I was like, come on. You I'll say better. this where it was like it was like Jurassic World, but like it wasn't. 
but better. Yeah, because like, it was essentially Jurassic remake World was essentially a remake of, of Jurassic Park, but they like added these shit kids in it. But like, exactly. but they also like uh, that was like the biggest argument people made. Like, oh, it's just a new hope. I'm like, yeah, it is. But, like they're doing that to be like, hey, sorry about Lucas. You know what I mean? I'll say but the, also they did their own thing with it, which I like. The best compliment I can give it too is that like when I saw it the second time. I, I was like I'm all into it and then and then Han Solo shows up and you're like oh yeah and then it cuts back I had the same thing where I was like oh like, yeah Han Solo's in it and I was like oh I kind of was enjoying just the new people exactly you're kind of just like oh I just wanted to see like Ray and all that and I'm a diehard Harrison Ford fan yeah, so absolutely. like that's a lot so I'm really excited to see the next one but yeah oh yeah episode 8 I'm definitely down we literally just watched uh, like the last five minutes of um, Air Force 1 the other day yeah I was like I need to rewatch this movie <laughs> and then num- number 2 on my list was Sicario mm. uh, we already covered that and then I'll just save number one for whenever okay. we get there. Um, Was it Mad Max? It is. Spoilers. Well, I mean, I was the only one we haven't. He hasn't said yet. Exactly. So, um, I am super cheating with my number four because it came out in Austria in 2014, and then it hit America in 2015, and I didn't see it until a month ago. But good night, mommy. It, okay, now uh, I've heard nothing but good about that. What? I oh, I see, I'm really, the opposite. I've heard that it was it's like really overhyped, but you so you liked it. Though? I really liked it. So okay, here's the thing. The was the Bobby? I don't know how into into this I want to get, but I mean, yeah, I probably will watch it eventually. Okay, so there's there's a quote, there's a twist to it, but the twist is super obvious, which uh, is kind of weird. It's super obvious funny. right from the get go. But then the there's just this element throughout the movie list? about the mother, <laughs> and it just toys with you so much. And it's and in a lot of ways, it's a really fucked up movie. There's just so many scenes where I'm just like, oh, <laughs> and then I just got into it because is of it that, like gory violence or something? No, or it's just kind of like psychologically like, psychological. Yeah, yeah, it's really psychological. It's like a scary and, movie. <clears throat> no, because which is weird because the trailer sold it as a horror. Oh, that's what I thought it was a horror film, right. right? Okay, which it's really it's really not. It's more thriller than it is horror. But there's this thing about the mother though that's just throughout the movie. It's just you got to watch it to kind of see. It's sort of like open to interpretation. But I kind of don't. I, it's kind of hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm just gonna watch it. We'll yeah. have to do another it's, podcast where yeah. we like we, we watch the ones that we recommended. We yeah, exactly. You know, it's, uh, it's worth a watch. Watch, see it, okay. watch it at least once. But I was really into it. I bought it right off the bat. I feel like we should each do like a disappointing movie this year. And this one is like I don't think anyone's even heard of. But there's a movie that came out called Devil with Clint Eastwood's son in it. Oh, Scott Eastwood. Yeah, I heard yeah. That movie was so bad, and it's like it had yeah. Well, what about the elevator movie? No, well, Devil I mean, too? I think we can rename another movie Devil after that piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That movie has a lot of that fans. up for grabs. That movie's terrible. I watched it in theaters, I think, with Jacob or someone like that. But um, it's it's Scott Eastwood, which is Clint Eastwood's son, and it has oh, the dude that plays... for Han Solo, right? Yeah. Mm. But I, they already picked someone, I think. Oh, um, really? It was him, Miles Teller, and somebody Miles else. Teller didn't get it, and neither did bad. Scott. It's some guy who's from like a, a, a Divergent-style movie, but he does do the face really good and all that, so it could I work. Miles Teller, to be honest. But, Same, because yeah. I love Miles Teller, and he already is playing Han Solo in most of the movies anyways. If you watch the... What's spectacular now? He's kind of just playing a Han Solo-esque character. Yeah. Um, but that movie has... So it has him in it. Um, uh, the guy from Lethal Weapon, the black guy, what's his name? Um, uh, almost a Donald Glover. But, Danny Glover. Uh, Danny Glover. Mm. It's got Danny Glover, Scott Eastwood, and then the dude that plays the sheriff in Hateful Eight, which, by the way, like he stole that movie. I love that guy. Oh, yeah. He's also the guy that's like, Django. Like, so they're all in it, and it's like, it's basically, I'll just ruin the ending for it, whatever. The entire movie, he's trying to find his wife who gets taken by the guy that plays... He, he's, he's taken by the guy that plays the sheriff. Well, lo and behold, throughout the movie, like the guy that plays the sheriff keeps killing people, and it turns out he's just Scott Eastwood. Like, it's the same character. So it's oh. basically Fight Club, but like a Western, and it's not done right at all. I feel like at this point, can you even do that anymore? Like, we, we all no. see it coming now. 
I'd love yeah. to see someone pull that off in a way that like no one's expecting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But also have it make sense and be a good movie. But here's the thing: I that's a tall order. So I I, I like I will always watch a western, and I saw the trailers like this looks great, and because uh, I had seen Bone Tomahawk, and that movie's really good. It's Kurt Russell. It yeah, but Kurt Russell's in it. It's Kurt Russell, and it's about it. uh, like demon cannibal Indians that are. It's it's really cool. It's really well done. It's got Patrick Wilson, which I'll watch anything with him in it after The Conjuring oh, and yeah. Conjuring uh, Three. Insidious. Too. I can't wait for that mm-hmm. shit. But uh, oh, we need to see the Purge though. I feel like you're gonna like the new one. Oh, I haven't seen any other ones. Uh, Ethan oh, Hawke. Let's have a Purge night. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, oh, that's a lot. But anyway, so. Uh, oh my God, I don't know. I don't know if we can keep that. Uh, <laughs> there's many takes like I think I we want need a Purge. Us, I, want, I want you to keep that. So purge that from the episode. Why don't you? Um, just a joke, <laughs> or is it? <laughs> That's for the viewer to decide. But uh, <laughs> this movie hasn't come out yet. But one I'm looking forward to. I'll just do one that was disappointing, one that I liked, and one that, that hasn't come out yet. But it's called In the Valley of Violence, and it's directed by Ty West, who did um that. No, I like him. Ty West is extremely yeah, name, like. hit and miss. Like. The House of the Devil is just okay. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Uh, What's I love the sacrament, though. I didn't see that, but you know what I did like by him was the innkeepers. That was a really. Cool I haven't movie. seen that one. That's the one that I hear is the worst. But I have also I don't okay. really listen. No, no. <laughs> Again, we I don't listen to really uh, inter, uh, reviews I don't know, that that's much. That's a movie I really liked. But uh, the sacrament's really good because it's basically them just doing the Jamestown massacre. I have like but a they put a twist on it where they. Footage it's, rule though now. Oh, I just I, I can't. I, have seen I can't do it anymore. But it's not a found yeah. footage movie. It's literally them doing a Vice documentary. Yeah, but, but again, it's done really well. Like that's um, a good spin. If you're gonna do a horror movie, do right. a Vice thing. It's like one of the dudes who works at Vice's sister like was a heroin addict. She's recovering. She ends up going to one of these uh, those weird cult camps in um, some like country in like South Africa or something like that. And uh, they go and like, well, we should. It's like, well, we don't have any. Like, they can't come up with any kind of Vice videos because obviously Vice is like known for just putting out anything. Like they have a the one that I watched that I've watched a few times that's creepy and interesting is the Suicide Forest in Japan. Yeah, that's probably which the, the forest one. is based on. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then, I, personally, I got really high one night and watched all of the ones where they went to North Korea and was just fascinated. Yeah, yeah. So like they're known for doing that kind of thing. So it's like it's not out of the realms of possibility for them to go yeah, investigate a cult. Sense. So it's like not only is it really well written or whatever, but like it's they. It's really fucked up because uh, the, what actually happened with the Jamestown thing too is uh, is that the Kool Aid? They yeah. yeah they do the Kool Aid but like some of the women were pregnant because obviously they were encouraging them to reproduce and all that mm-hmm. and when they ended up killing themselves they were putting cyanide in the pregnant women through a needle to kill the baby. Well that's fucked up. And they do up. that in this movie yeah. and like it sh- it shows everything and it's really fucked up and uh, it's not like a horror movie it's just really un- unnerving. Disturbing. Yeah, because you go there and they're like, oh, everyone's so happy. And then people are like, we're not fucking happy. And they're like, you're not happy. And they're like, shut up. Like, we're not happy. Yeah, and then like, like the classic episode of King of the Hill <laughs> where... <laughs> Wait, what's that quote? Because he's always oh, like, "What is it?" It's like, "It's like, is you, this? Are you with the cult? Are you guys with the cult?" They're like, "No, we're a group of like loving and respectful." Like, yep, it's yep, the cult. Yep, it's the cult. <laughs> so yeah, and then uh, and Jane. <laughs> that's a great episode. Fuck, that's brilliant writing on that show. But I watched that because of the Brett Easton Ellis podcast where he interviewed Ty West, which is a great podcast if you're only listening to the ones where he interviews like horror directors. Because he does a really good episode where it's him with Char- or not Charles Manson, but they talk about that. Uh, him and Rod- Rob Zombie and how they were trying to do a miniseries for HBO or AMC about Charles Manson and how it was going to be really cool. And I was like, damn, I really want to watch Rob this. Rob Zombie is genuinely... I, I like listening to him talk. He knows a lot about movies and stuff. He and he's, he's always yeah. interesting. There's a, there's a couple good... I'm not a huge episodes. fan of his movies per se. They're I, not yeah. all good. No, instinctively, I don't 
instinctively take him seriously. Well, <laughs> the, the, the man's name is Robert Zombie, so... Well, yeah, we, I guess we solved that mystery. Now, me and Rob have a thing where, like, I, I hate when Kevin Smith puts his wife in movies, and Rob Zombie is guilty of this for every movie. He puts his wife in one of the main roles, and she can't That's act. in main roles, not like oh. a cameo, like the main character. She cannot act, dude. She sucks so bad. I'm, if, if we ever get famous, uh, she's a pretty good actor. But uh, Plus, she, her voice sounds like Harley Quinn, but, like, not in a good way. It's just very, like, man, you're like, oh, fuck off. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm also, and I've told, and this is gonna, this is gonna get sexist for a minute, and I've, ta- I've talked to Drew about this before. I'm just, like, when, when the bad guy in a movie is a woman i'm just not intimidated i don't know i mean because i feel like it, all you do is body slam and you're done go home the day's over like well, i feel like die hard uh with the vengeance number or four or whatever did that pretty great where like the asian lady's like oh i'm gonna fuck you up and he just like kicks her in her lady balls and she just <laughs> falls down a thing and dies in a car it's From like the kick yeah that movie not that bad die hard four i don't know you <laughs> Another classic King of the Hill. That's my purse. I, Bobby, I think you'll find I don't have testicles. She's lying. Get her again. She's bluffing. She's bluffing. Finish her. Oh, God. Chain Wasana Sam. Which, uh, we've talked about this before. That guy that does all the Asian voices is a very white male. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Also, I can't believe no one on Facebook's been mad. Like about the guy that. who does Cleveland on Family Guy is a white guy too, and you're like, oh, okay. I don't know if that's oh. all right, but all I right. I feel like people haven't caught on because I feel like I would have been inundated <coughs> with people complaining about that. It's yeah. a good word. I like that. Wait, what's so? What's your what's your number two on uh, your number, list? Before we get oh, my bad. I was a dick about that. I'm number sorry. two was the hateful eight. Oh, okay. Oh. What was your number one? I'm a little afraid to reveal that. I, I have a feeling. I'm was gonna it Inside Out that. again? <laughs> inside Out. I just have a feeling I'm going to catch a lot of flack. Well, no. Well, now was it um, Divergent? No, fuck no. Fifty Shades of Grey. No. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus God. Woo! So, okay, somebody on Facebook made a good point where they were like, last year Valentine's Day, Fifty Shades of Grey came out. This year on Valentine's Day, Deadpool, Deadpool. came out. Like, we're, we're, we're working in the right direction. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Can we just say that the marketing for Deadpool was just flawless? Yeah. It's great. I agree. I will say one thing, though, that they, they put all the, a lot of the good jokes in the trailer, but not all of them. Not all of them. Yeah. Which I'm glad it's always nice to see. Favorite. Um, so what's your number one? Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Really? Okay. Yeah. I had no interest in seeing that, so I'm really interested to hear why. That, again, was just... It's, that's another one of those movies that snuck up on me. I saw the trailer, and I was like, I'll, I'll probably see that, just because... Uh, uh, it, it happened with me last year with St. Vincent, yeah. so maybe it's the same thing. That I'll was watch a great it. movie. What's this I cried during St. Vincent. From Parks and Rec. God, I can never remember his uh, name. Uh, Aziz Ansari? No, not Aziz. Chris Pratt? Uh, <laughs> that's it, right? Um, fucking, no, no Chris Pratt. Um, her Ron, Ron Swanson. Oh, Ron Swanson. Oh, okay. Oh, he's in it. Yeah. Okay. He's in it. And well, he plays like kind of a uh, the douche uh, character. Philosophy oh, philosophy. Okay. Out of his, out of his time. So he either plays like the asshole or like the guy that's like cool but still an asshole. So he's okay, I like, like that. He's kind of weird. Good enough in my life. <laughs> this, is, this is like not exactly a Ron Swanson esque character for him. But oh, I still, good. I still liked his character. No, that's but that shows yeah. he has range, which is good. I saw the trailer and I thought, man, the right range. I saw the trailer and I thought, well, I probably won't be into this, but I'm gonna just go see it anyway. It I'm looked curious. like the perks of being a wallflower kind of thing to me. Well, yeah. to me, I it mean, looked like Fault in Our Stars, and I was like, which oh, again, whoa, <laughs> was it not though? It's about like a dying girl. Yeah, but it wasn't like. No, but I'm not, we're not discontinuing like your opinion. I think no, it could be well done. I just I don't know. I'm oh, I'm gonna watch it now just because of that. It has, it has these like animated cutaways that are oh. that were pretty interesting. I thought it was I thought it was good. Hmm. I need um, I need to get you on record for this. Was it a chick flick? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is the cult. <laughs> 
yeah, I'm gonna respect him and I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, give, no, I'm gonna I, give I, it I, a, the old college try. Like, no, I, I kind of thought going into it, it was kind of like Into the Wild, which I go, went I went into it and I thought I, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna hate this movie. Okay, cool, really that, okay, I'm glad you said that because I love that movie. Yeah. Um, also, the movie Wild with uh, that one chick was really good too. Right, Cameron Diaz. No, it, no, Reese. No. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Oh, okay, that was one of those. <laughs> Not to get yeah. off topic, but that was a great movie. Watch the it. The kid that plays uh, the the main. Uh, the main character, the guy. In the was movie. it Earl or the no Earl? The is dying just, girl. Earl is Earl's the black guy, right? Titular me. Yeah, <laughs> basically in a couple of different ways, actually. But um, <laughs> yeah, he kind of goes from this guy who's just like he's like a social chameleon, he, but he's kind of like a dick. <laughs> At least huh. he comes across. Oh, my, it sounds like to me the um, spectacular now kind of. Because that looked like a chick flick to me, and that movie is really good. I, I was going to say, that was another movie, like you said, where I didn't really, I was like, eh, I'll see it. And then by the time it was over, I was like, okay, that was like undeniably a good movie. And then Earl is just, the, the words that come out of this, like, at first, he's, he just seems This like is the black fella? He's just the black kid, that's all. And then, like, there's this moment between him and the main character where they're fighting about the girl, the dying girl, basically. And it's just this whole thing about you know this is you know you're a social chameleon and that really pisses me off and he just gets super a little he gets a little deep as far as why he hates that part of his personality that he's this social chameleon. see based off what you're telling me watch the spectacular now because that's kind of like a, not the same premise but like there's a, a similar growth in that movie and I think uh, I think it won Sundance. Oh hmm. yeah, and it has some credentials. I know it's, right. it's been getting a lot. That's the only reason why it was even on my radar because I'm like, so, do I need to see this? Which it sounds I, like I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was really pleasant. It was like it was a movie that just kind of starts off a little strange, but it, it had it had humor, it had heart. It was. Uh, I don't think this one's really popular, but uh, it had a very Juno feel. Too. Okay, yeah, I like Juno. I like Juno. I didn't yeah. hate it. it. I think it hits kind of the same beats that Juno does. So huh. it, it felt it felt like Juno to me in a few different ways. But yeah, I really like Juno actually. But I will say that because I brought up the perks of being a wallflower. I remember like people like Which girls especially yeah, love no that book in that. and then that movie. I watched that movie and like for anyone that hasn't seen it, I mean, it, I mean, I, I guess watch it. Watch it because the twist blew me because it's a, it's a movie where it's just about a kid who's like unpopular, hasn't kissed a girl, or whatever. Meets Emma Watson and she's like, hey, you can be friends with me and my gay my my gay brother. I think is who, if I remember correctly, it's like three years ago it came out. And like he has like these weird like uh like not even halfway through the movie like later on like maybe two thirds of the movie he starts having like these weird mental breakdowns and all that and like the last thirty minutes of the movie it's like it revealed like his aunt who died like they talk about it in the beginning of the movie like molesting him and it's like what the fuck like it came out of nowhere and like I guess if you read the book it was better way betterly done well that's usually how it goes but <laughs> yeah that's fair I understand that but I'm like I just one of those things where I'm like this is what everyone like <laughs> I thought it was gonna be a feel good movie but it wasn't it felt bad it was a feel bad movie <laughs> it, was a feel bad movie. <laughs> it, it worked for me it's worth watching I yeah, yeah I'm definitely gonna watch it maybe like it maybe won't go see it I'm <laughs> definitely gonna see Inside Out now That made it's a kids movie that made both of your top yeah, it lists was, uh, you got it pretty high on your list didn't you yeah. it was 8 for both of you right yeah. I think so. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It was great. It was funny, but it was also just like, it felt like it wasn't for kids, which is the weird, but not in like a DreamWorks Shrek edgy way, but like in a, almost, it almost had like a, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it, but I enjoyed it. The depth of it, maybe? Yeah. Well, that's the thing about Pixar movies is that they appeal to kids and adults. Yeah. Although, you know, the one Pixar movie I don't love that everyone loves is Up. I I, I just, I don't hate it, but like, it's such a, it just doesn't do anything for me. Same. 
Yeah, it's a bit underwhelming. You know what it is? The <clears throat> problem with that movie, the opening is so solid that it's like, well, where do you go from there? Like, yeah. that you just told the story. The way, right. I des- the way I describe Ant-Man is just whelming. Like, it wasn't, like, amazing. Yeah. It wasn't bad. You were it was just, I was very whelmed. I was perfectly whelmed by Ant-Man. <laughs> I was like, this is... <laughs> the most respectable compliment. Yeah, it's well, one of those I mean, things where, like, I, I hated... Fun, I think that was just another, like, fun Marvel movie. Dude, Michael Pena fucking like, stole the show on yeah. that. Yeah. He, the movie is so great in The Martian. Yeah. I love Michael Payne because he's really good in End of Watch too. He's really good in uh, yeah, really he's really good in Gangster Squad. He's yeah. really good in um, yeah. Watch uh, Watch End of Watch. That movie's amazing. It's I heard it. Yeah. Great if you like uh, Training Day, you'll love End of Watch. Same director. So, Rob, did we finish your list? Oh, uh, my number one was Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. we've yeah. talked about we've it a lot already. But I will just say, like, I I'm gonna go see it in black and white. For I, sure. Yeah, I, I will do that too Ooh. if they do that. I, I think the reason I love that movie is because he just created a fucking whole world. It's the same yeah. reason I loved Big Trouble. You know why? It's also up. one of the, it's like we have Star Wars, which was amazing, but like Mad Max Fury Road was like it, it surpassed the originals. It was an original idea in and of itself. Like instead of like in the in the OG movies, they're like they're trying to fight for gasoline because they want to drive. And obviously, this movie was about water, so it's like I don't know if he's making like an environmental uh, thing and all that. But one thing we've talked about at length, but not in the podcast, is the fact that. He made a strong female character, but didn't go, oh, look how strong this female character is. Well, she can hold her own. It was just like her actions were, yeah. You know, for me, it's just the movie made me feel like a kid again. Like yeah. I said, it, yeah. it reminded me of watching Big Trouble on, the, on VHS. The, the, I was a guitar. Yeah, we're just, yeah, so cool. everything yeah. about it. That was so like, motorhead, yes. it was great. It's just from the moment it starts up, you're just like, yes, dude. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Just the whole, it's such a, keep going. Such a great ride. Stop. You know what I loved was we all, I think we all saw it together. It was like me, Drew, Bryce, Jordan, yeah, uh, Jacob, oh, yeah, Nathan. Yeah. All of us walked out and we're like, and all, all like it's like a little weird pause. And Nathan goes, "Wasn't that so lame?" The guy with the, the guitar and all of us were like, "No, hold on." All of us was like, "Fuck I, off!" I think Jimmy said that too. I was like, yeah. "You're wrong." You're all wrong. <laughs> Especially <laughs> best character. So he was like in Star Wars where the one guy's like the 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 TR eight R guy that yelled yeah. traitor. It's yeah. like he for oh, some reason man. he just captured everyone's <laughs> imagination <laughs> and became like the point of fascination with that. Yeah. Movie. Well, like the your guy, opinion is objectively my, wrong. My <laughs> favorite part is when the guys like they're all asleep. Like, all right, it's time to. Hunt these people down. He wakes up and he just starts playing like the bass line to Ace of Spades. It sounds uh, yeah. like, and I was like, I'm ready. And the way he dies is great too. Where like he just gets stretched, yeah. <laughs> and, like, flies and blows up. It's great. Yeah, that's a movie that like. But like the opening, people are going to be talking about that for years. I, think. I love that like the their weird like waste or like their oasis where like they're like not giving them water. It reminded me a lot of like the opening to Indiana Jones, like the way the shit it did looked. have kind of an yeah. Indiana Jones. Feel the too. opening it's an runaway adventure movie, yeah, I think, which yeah. we don't get anymore for no, some you reason. Really don't. And like one of the biggest criticisms is like that you can literally write out the the movie's plot on a piece of paper. You go to the right and then go back to the <laughs> left, and that's what it is. But like it's done so well that it's forgivable. Like the movie doesn't have one dull moment. Yeah, the yeah. only dull moments when they're talking to the old ladies. Yeah, I was gonna say, but that's. Literally, just to move the plot forward, like we got to go back. And, and he's like, all right. Had to do it, After yeah. all the stuff that's happening, it gets fair. It's kind of like a <laughs> you break. Have a breather, kind of. And my criticism on them as people in the in the story is that, like, you have this big ass armored vehicle with weapons on it, and you two old bitches are gonna ride on a motorcycle. Those yeah. are the first to die in every movie. <laughs> Like with all, especially when you have these like weird, awesome Sonic the Hedgehog cars with spikes on them. Yeah. <laughs> like. Don't be on a motorcycle. And the War Boys too was it was it was interesting. Yeah. It, my favorite. <laughs> the rival the, clans were awesome. Yeah, like they my had like the weird samurai like, people they do that motorcycles. In a movie where they just like here's this and and, and they just don't explain just it. Deal with it. They're yeah. just like there's all there's all these fucking gangs like the the bullet lands and shit and yeah. you're just like here it is. Or like the chrome people like what they when they suicide they like spray paint yeah. chrome. Yeah. And they don't yeah. explain this. They don't do like a fucking origin story. They just go yeah. this is what happens yeah. and then it, and then it happens. And you're like that's great. This is the way the world. I also I love the that Harmon's episode where he's talking about. 
playing the Mad Max game, and he just keeps going, "What a lovely day!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, after I watched that movie, I'd heard that people just saying that all the time, and it's like, "Oh, great." Yeah, I don't think I've enjoyed a movie that much in a yeah. theater, and like I don't even. It really you, you like captured it perfectly. Like, it made know. me feel like I was like eleven or twelve, yeah. wa- like watching my favorite movie for the first time. Yep. So like I, it reminded me of watching Big Trouble in Little China for the first time. I was like, I don't get it, and I don't need to. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, because like when you watch a movie like like again with Big Trouble in Little China, which we talk about all the time, it, it's a movie that feels like it's always existed. You're just like, oh yeah, everyone knows this movie, of yeah. course. And then like you see Mad Max, and it just it's such a fully realized world, especially visually. It's so interesting. And like, and you're just like it's well, rare that like you have a movie that Star Wars. I think probably had the same impact when it first came. Well, out. Like, look at it this way: like Star Wars Episode Seven is amazing, but like no one's ever gonna be like, oh, it's, it's better than Empire. But like everyone. Even people that are diehard Road Warrior fans, like it's way better than Road Warrior. Yeah, it's it's easily yeah. the best Mad Max movie, which sounds like sacrilege. But, but not only is it easily wrong, the best Mad know? Max movie, but by a mile. Yeah, by like, a lot, which is saying something because because <laughs> fucking Road Warriors a quarter like, mile of time, movie, my man. You know, <laughs> I live my life. Did, did, was Country Interstellar on your list? That was 2014. 2014 oh, not to mention too. Okay, and I, I didn't love that talks movie. About, maybe you guys talked about this a lot. I just don't remember, but very little CG. Yeah, that's another in what in Mad, Mad Max. Max. Yeah. yeah, but I talked about earlier that like they, they they were trying to go straight explosions and all that, and that actually was why the movie With didn't get put movie, out. That's how you got to do it. They were, you know, that movie was filmed in 2013. One of the lights oh. finally died. Everybody, oh. that movie it's telling us we're done. Uh, that it's, movie it sounded like we were all just so amazed by the fact that it started. We were like, what? <laughs> so he wrote that movie in '95, wanted to make have Mel Gibson in '98. Mel Gibson aged out of it. Plus the Jew comments didn't help. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can go on all day about that, but then, like, in 2010, they did, like, uh, the pre-production footage and all that, and then they ended up fucking a lot of the uh, land up, and then they got sued by, like, animal rights activists or whatever, so, like, they had to stop filming for a long time, and then uh, they ended up refilming in another location. They weren't allowed to use any of the footage that was used to destroy the land, because they shot that movie at actual speeds and said, like, you watch Fast and Furious, they're driving 40 miles per hour, like, oh, we're going 100 miles per hour. They were literally going, there's certain scenes in that where they're going 120, like, legitly, yeah. So just, like, not only is it a good movie, but the way they filmed it's great. And, like, uh, George Miller came out and was like, I don't, that movie was so hard to make, like, I'm gonna, I don't want to do another one. And then people were like, he's never making another one, but he is. like, not make a movie ever and go out on, like, the highest of high notes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) For a director. That's just it. Going to bed, Bryce? No. I mean, we're at two hours and 30 almost. I feel like in, like, like, a month or two from now, we should all come back and like we watched those movies we all recommended yeah. so one that no one talked about that I watched that was decent but it was way overhyped was Anomalisa yeah mm, I didn't, didn't love it, it. I, uh, you get to see weird puppet dick like I respect that it exists uh, okay it's a uh, stop motion movie <laughs> what I found interesting about that was that they did something that that they already did in Team America but in a serious way which was like a puppet sex scene right. well, it might be too awkward for me to buy into now yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the one thing I found interesting about it is like so the main character is just like so bored with his life that anyone okay so it's hard to describe without watching the movie, but like, yeah. I don't know about you, but I was watching and I thought I got like a fucked up version of the movie at first because he's talking to girls and the, the girl, like his wife on the phone is like, hey, uh, I'm going to put put the son on and like him, his, the wife and the son have the same voice and it's a very deep man voice. Tom Noonan plays every character except for the main guy what? and the, yeah, every, so everyone has the exact same voice. Everyone has the exact same Which voice except the, for the, the girl he I falls in love with. Movie, honestly. Yeah, that was really it, nice. it was hilarious to hear like... That dude do like a yeah like fuck a, me in the he's ass like, like fuck you Michael like it's like he, he's like doing like a girl boy it just it's it's worth watching just because that's funny 
Though. It's also a short movie, but it felt so long. Yeah, because there's a long scenes of people talking about their feelings, which oh, I just <laughs> is not my cup of tea in any way. Yeah, I don't know. Don't need that, that. I think that'll win best animated feature just because of the the, the amount of work they put yeah, into it. Yeah, enough. And they were also actually Inside Out might win honestly. It was interesting to me is that they they um you know what I didn't see was the good dinosaur and I really wanted oh, to see I that. Oh, I never saw that either. Yeah, that did look good. But anyway, uh, they, the the puppets for that movie were, were used a they used a three uh, um, D printer for that, so that's kind huh. of interesting. Okay. Yeah, right. over like a hundred thousand faces and stuff. It's crazy, or like just a hundred thousand pieces were used to make that movie because like obviously every frame is a, a frame, and they have to like move the mouth slightly. So like huh? there's a, a like literal three D printed model for every mouthpiece, like for every inch or I guess oh, millimeter that would go open and down. So yeah, so I think I a lot of it was. I think that's why a lot of it was sitting and talking because yeah. like it's so hard for them to do like walking scenes. Well, it's based on a play too. Yeah, which yeah is a is a. I know this is a very specific pet peeve, but I have this thing where I, I can I can tell if a movie's based on a play just by watching it because it's all like Clerks feels like it's based on a play because they don't go anywhere yeah. or do yeah. anything. It's just talking. You know, a movie that's based off a play that's really good is uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah, that's yes. fair. I mean, that movie's fucking incredible. But that's Great um, what's that guy, the writer on that, is is a fucking genius though. So you can't really. Yeah, compare. I watched that not knowing anything about it. I just I was like, oh, they made a play after this movie. <laughs> and it's the other way around, and I was like, this is fucking great. Especially um, Alec Baldwin scene. Yeah. It's obviously iconic. I mean, I'm I'm late on that, but they uh, won an Academy Award for being in the movie for like five minutes. Like, yeah, he's like, you guys are a bunch of fucking losers. Like, actually, <laughs> I Drew, I know, I just I just realized Drew should watch just that scene. Oh, I bet he'd love it, dude. It's basically Dennis I coming love it in every day. Oh, man. <laughs> it's basically your favorite character in a movie, Dennis coming in and shit stomping all these people. He's like, you guys are a bunch of loser salesmen, and he's the guy's like, I'm gonna get some coffee. He's like, no, coffees are for winners. You don't get to drink coffee. Like, I like that. <laughs> so yeah. That's a great movie, but uh, I think we'll end it here because we're right at two hours and twenty eight. Woo! So right. gotta fill in those no two minutes, final so. words or anything. Any uh, you know, we're we're do not see Fantastic Four because holy shit. Yeah, I kind of want to see it because of that though. I, yeah, I did kind of have a, a like. I want to see a train wreck. You yeah, know? Uh, maybe I'll watch it someday. Don't watch train wreck though. That's <laughs> yeah. also my movie. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That was disappointing too. Okay, I didn't see it, but I wanted to. I heard, uh, is it Lamar Odom's in there? No. LeBron James. LeBron James. Okay. Who, now, let me just clarify. Let me just clarify. Let me just clarify. That's not a racist thing. I just don't know about sports. Okay. And I knew it was an L name from a basketball guy. LeBron James. Not even from the, uh, well, okay. Anyway, Lamar Odom just, was in just, a coma at that point. Just, so. just laugh at this part. Don't. It doesn't represent me. So don't air it. Oh, no, we always air it. <laughs> it doesn't represent me. So just don't air it. Unless it's Seth, we always air it. Uh, again, it gets lost. Digitally. Again, that was like yeah. we didn't even do an hour. I think it was forty-five minutes, and at forty-five minutes, I was like, you "This is too fucked up." You're like, mm, "No, <laughs> we're done here." Because we didn't leave anything. We didn't even. We like we're only talking about Rob's class the entire time, and yeah. it was just stuff like, "Yeah, fuck that person, fuck that person." <laughs> What? Like, like Drew they're just—he was like, "Fuck Drew, he sucks." Oh, <laughs> but you were in the garage with us, I think. Well, no, no, he, he wasn't there, there at that point. If you did some sort of collection, you should sneak that in. You know what? Okay, so here's the interesting story about that. I'll never—it's—it's it's saved somewhere, and I would send you the the file just to listen to as a wave. But it was okay. So Nathan's dad worked at a school, and it was on his MacBook Pro. At the end of the year, they get a brand new MacBook Pro. So this happened in August, right before the new school year started. 
Literally the next day, they're like, well, we need your MacBook Pro, so we lost it. So even if I wanted oh, to put it out, we couldn't. Oh, no. It's out there. <laughs> but someone so whoever they, whoever they returned that to was like, what? This is someone a weird some audio file. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's like real quick story before we go out. Uh, my dad found a bunch of um, uh, SD chips that were from like cameras and phones and stuff. It was just him banging mom. And he or? hands me this one. <laughs> no, no. I'm just going to act like I didn't hear that. But also, no. Just, just sorry. Oh, but you heard it. No. Um, shout out to Steve. It's been established. The... <laughs> So I, I, I'm putting them all in and seeing it's a lot of a lot of pictures from phones and stuff. And then like we put we put one of the last one we had in there, and I see a picture. I'm like, who the hell is this? And, we, and he goes, oh, this must be Willie's phone because it was like pictures of girls. And I, I, my dad's just immediately seeing that it was pictures, but they were like not attractive girls. So I was just like, is that it? Are you throwing shade or I don't oh. like we? <laughs> but I feel like you're getting more shade because like he didn't assume it was you. But because they were ugly girls though. But you uh, have no girls, so a blowjob's better than no job, I Rob. Side with Willie on that. All right, all right, all right. All right. When you're hitting threes, it's better than hitting none. Uh, anyway, I'm talking about swishing, brother. I'm not talking about. No. Well, you're talking basketball. Oh yes, yes, yes. Basketball. No, no. I don't just take pictures of girls, so no, that's not yeah. mine. Basically, found it's all. It was always like the family fuck? photos, yeah. of, and it was like some hillbilly ass motherfuckers too. And I'm just like, this doesn't. So it must like, be Willies. I'm like, this doesn't even look like they're in California. Like, who are these people? And then like. Uh, Joel finds the phone that that chip was in. He's like, "What's this?" And I was just like, "I don't know." Was there, there was a chip in there, and Dad thinks it's Willie. She's like, "Oh wait, no. This is that phone that we that we found out in the desert in Las Vegas." Oh, 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 and I was oh, like, whoa. "What?" And he's like, "Oh, he found it in the bathroom. I remember that." Yeah. And I was just like, "Why do we have this?" So now I'm like, "What if we just like we found that in this like like dead bodies? Like there's like a that's serial killer." Yeah. Dude, I went through every picture. Like, I hope there's something cool on here, right. but, but no. Not even any nudes or anything. Nah. But you wouldn't have wanted nudes of these people. No. But uh, no, I kind of, I'm kind of like, oh, I should see if I can track these people down and get it back to them. I don't know how, how the fuck I would do that, but yeah. anyway. Like a weird catfish documentary? Like a reverse catfish? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey, we found this. Anyway, All right. Thanks for listening. I'll see you this soon. This is technically like our one-year anniversary show, right? So. Yeah, this is actually the first episode was in February, so yeah. Huh. All right, well. Wow. All right. Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bryce's birthday was Sunday, so happy birthday to you. Yeah. Happy he turned birthday. 16, guys. I finally hey. turned 12. <laughs> <laughs> I am 12 years old, and what is this? <laughs> All right.